Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert, back live tonight for another classic edition of Keeping It Real Fridays here. Um, one of the things we want to do tonight is um, talk about the, uh, the, you know, the preset determination that society has placed on uh, beauty. You know, we want to talk about an overall definition of uh, definition of beauty, but um, in particular, you know, Hollywood. Uh, talk about the entertainment industry and uh, the uh, the images that they have projected forth and kind of, you know, marked as you know the standard for you know what is beautiful, you know what is sexy, and talk a little bit about how that has affected us as a people, um, how you know our children are being affected by that, and um, some things that we can do to you know to change that perception. So that, you know, because, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, struggle with, with body image, you know, complexion, um, you know, weight, um, height even. And so we just want to um, talk a little bit about what we're seeing in, um, you know, in the black community and abroad. Um, we also want to do some Ask Date on Advice questions, a lot of a lot of things going on out here in dating and relationships uh, with the start of the new season. So we want to address that. We have a really good um, a couple uh, emotional availability pop quizzes that I want to go over tonight to um, just kind of shed some light on some um, you know ways that you guys as women can can avoid uh, f- you know finding yourselves in some not so good situations uh, that can come about from a uh, uh, you know a dating uh, and relationship standpoint. Um, many of you guys may know that uh, you know some a couple big big pieces of news or I should say entertainment news over the uh, over the course of the week. Um, Beyonce, <laughs> we want to talk about her a little bit. Uh, she was, many of you know, named uh, one of uh, Time Magazine's most beautiful, uh, excuse me, not beautiful, uh, most influential uh, people. And this isn't the first time that's happened. It actually happened, I believe, over the last couple of years. Uh, but I think it's the first time she was on the cover for it. So, um, and we just want to talk about the significance of that, you know, and what that represents, um, and it just. Yeah, just really what that represents and the effect that that's, that that is having and has had and will continue to have for years to come, and um, some other uh, you know good news, you know better news. Um, uh, Lupita Iyango um, was actually named uh, People Magazine's most beautiful woman. So we want to talk about that a little bit as we get into the discussion of, um, you know, just, you know, beauty and the entertainment industry and, you know, all that good stuff. So uh, definitely a good show for you guys tonight. Feel free to call in with any questions, comments, feedback, 646-200-0366. Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, what's going on with you? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. A lot of lot of entertainment news. You've been You've been following what's going on out here? Yes, I have. And I'm excited to, you know, talk about that among other things tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, real quick, I wanted to start tonight's show off. Uh, you guys have been doing some really good things in the Each Woman uh, group on Facebook, you know, Testimony Tuesdays and Wellness Wednesdays. Why don't you go ahead real quick and just, because I really want to just give a shout-out to all the ladies in there that listen to the show, that, that share testimonies that aren't really seen on you know, their individual pages aren't seen in the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show group. Real quick, I mean, just what is what is your take on it? What is the effect that, um, you know, that you got, that those stories, those testimonies, those, um, just that overall sisterhood um, is having on, on society? I think it's wonderful, you know, what we do in the group because, 
you know, it gives us a chance to bond and then also just share our own experiences. And so with that being said, you know, when you share, um, you know, things about yourself um, that you may have not shared in the past, it's freeing. You know, it, it's it's relieving you from, you know, being in bondage. So, it, I mean, not only is a group great for sisterhood, but just also, um, you know, a step toward emotional availability. And so that's why I love it. Um, everyone's in there. They're just so, you know, um, proactive and, you know, they're interactive in the group, and I love it. Absolutely. I was, um, yeah, so definitely shout out to you guys. Um, you know, add yourselves and then just, just Google it. Um, it's an acronym for Emotionally Available with a Changed Heart. Just, you know, each woman, you know, comes right up for you. You know, add yourselves and, you know, and just enjoy the, the sisterhood and enjoy, um, you know, leaning on each other for, you know, laughter tears, you know, support, uh, whatever it is that you may uh, may need. Um, like I said, we want to talk about beauty tonight. Um, before we get into that, though, I was I just wanted to share something with you all, which is kind of on a whole, you know, uh, another note. I was reading uh, the book of Genesis uh, over the last couple of days and, uh, like, really getting into it, you know, and it's interesting that, um, you know, obviously we've spent a lot of time talking about this whole homosexual theme and, you know, this whole, you know, gay agenda in, um, in society. And um, you know, I came across the uh, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, as many of you guys may remember from um, you know we did the whole show on happy and you know homosexuality and you know how God you know views that based on you know based on the word. And um, but I was I was reading the book of uh, of Genesis and I found it was something very interesting that I that I found, which was that when when God was discussing, I mean, there's a whole story about it. But when you read this story, you know, it talks about it. I mean, you, you, even when you think of Sodom and Gomorrah, you think of, you know, the sin. You think of, you know, just the overall corruption, you know, violence and all types of negativity, all forms of sin. But if you really read this story, there's only one sin, you know, that's actually specified, you know, in, in, the, in the text. There's really only, you know, it's speaks about the evil and the overall evil nature of the people there. And God speaks about, you know, how if he could find, you know, just ten people who were who were not, you know, evil and who were, who were in fact righteous, then he would, you know, spare the town. But he couldn't find at least ten. And one of the things that you notice is that when uh, the two angels, you know, when they showed up there, if you noticed uh, when you read, you know, uh, when when uh, Lot was hiding them, and you know they were one of the people outside wanted to break the door down. And they said, you know, we want bring him to us. You know, open the door up. We, you know, the men were like, we want to have sex with him. You know, or you know what I'm saying, or with them, I should say. And he was like, no, I'm not doing this. And and you know, angels blinded them so they couldn't find the you know the door handle. But that's the the only if you really look at the the level of sin and level corrupt. According to what is the only major sin? That's specified in 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 the the passage that led to the total destruction of an entire city. Homosexuality. Right, and I just wanted to touch on that and just focus on that for a brief minute because for me that's very significant. You know, I think the Old Testament as a whole is something that is really indicative of God's thoughts and God's feelings. You know, obviously we know. That you know the New Testament, you know, is is going to change some things with, you know, Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins. But the Old Testament really does show God's personality, you know, God's feelings, God's, 
you know, what really makes him angry and how he, you know, punished people, and you know, back, you know, especially early on in the in the word. And so I just wanted to touch on that. Like, so, I, you know, as we look at, at society, as we look at what's going on out here, don't be deceived, don't be fooled. You know, we are moving closer towards Sodom and Gomorrah, the days of Noah, the days of Lot, the days of, you know, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and when you look at you know, why that town was really destroyed specifically by God. And then you look at this whole agenda. I mean, it's you know, it's it's actually kinda scary when you when you think about it. So just wanna um encourage everybody not to embrace the the you know, the preset determinations for what society says is acceptable. You know, I you look at a lot of people out here they're they're more concerned with being Socially and politically correct than they are with being spiritually uh, obedient, and you know that's never. You know this show is not popular, okay? That, you know listening to the Day Don Tolbert show on a Friday night is not on the you know top priority list for most people, and I, and I'm okay with that. And it never was and never will be. But when you think about, wow, you know what? This is what God would say. This is what. You know what I'm saying? It, it kind of puts a different type of spin on it. Courtney, any self-reflection on that? I mean, I know you've been reading the word more yourself. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, the Old Testament, it, it really just gets into, you know, of course you said, his, you know, his feelings, his personality, but his wrath, you know, and you really get to see, you know, how um, how he feels about it, and just it's very applicable to um, what's going on now. I think that people think that, you know, just because, you know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that we could just go ahead and just sin. Anyways, like, just with no type of uh, remorse. It's like, oh, yeah, we could do this. You could live for now. You could do this. You could do that because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And some people abuse that. And so when you look at the the Old Testament, you see, like, how God felt. And nothing has really, you know, changed because God still feels the same way now as he did then. Right, and I, another passage came, um, you know, I was reading another passage in the Word as well uh, on uh, Lot, you know what I mean? And, his, uh, you know, after that, mm-hmm. when he fled, you know, fled the town, and, you know, his daughters, his wife was killed, you know, turned into a pillar of salt. Um, but so it was just him and his daughters, and uh, they were like, well, Dad, you know, all the men here are, you know, are old and, you know, we're not around at all. You know, how can we preserve our, you know, our family or whatever? And, and they were like, well, let's get our father drunk and, you know, let's let's sleep with him. Let's have sex with our father. And they and they did that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when you look at, you know, it said that Lot didn't know what, he didn't know what had happened when he laid down nor when he woke up. So they were impregnated, you know, really with, you know, with him having no knowledge of it. And so when you, and so when you look at what went forth? I mean, these are like the ancestors of everybody, you know, like Noah. You know, we're all descendants. Like, we all originated from, you know, those those guys. And so when you look at when, you know, the bloodline was actually, I guess you could say, corrupted and, and polluted, you know, by, you know, these two daughters. I mean, it's, it's actually very deep. And it said that they went on and, you know, procreated and, you know, their, you know, their descendants just kind of like, you know, spread. But... That kind of gives you a glimpse into, you know, a lot of the evil, you know, that's that's out here in the in the world today. So I just want to share that with y'all, not to you know 
put a damper on you know your Friday night, but you know this is all important stuff to you know to think about and to reflect on and and really just to um you know make sure that you guys are not one of those people. I mean, we talk about a lot of people say, well, you know, how does this tie into you know dating and relationships? Well, you know that you know women do that type of stuff today. I mean that stuff actually happens. You know, you look at people like you know shows like Mari and you know all these other shows. What is it? Uh, Paternity Court and even Love and Hip Hop. I mean that you, you had your Love and Hip Hop going on back in you know in biblical days. You know what I mean? Like people scheming and plotting and cheating and creeping and you know Abraham trying to pass his wife off to you know as his sister so that you know he could profit for financial gain and you know what I mean these are all things that um that actually happen. So you know it's it's nothing. Um, it wasn't good then, and it's you know it's certainly not not good now. So definitely read your Bible, you know, um, and um, you know and reflect on it. Let's keep it moving though. A lot of lot of things to talk about though tonight. Um, I you know like I said, Beyonce, you know, stays in the in the news. You know, a lot of people are talking about that. Um, let's we can start off talking about it because I don't want to spend too much time talking about it. But if you if you Google you know Beyonce you know Time magazine. One of the major issues that I have, not with her, but with the overall structure of, you know, this, the entertainment industry and the political industry, just really the, just society on a large scale, there is an agenda. There's an agenda to take, you know, what is unholy, what is ungodly, you know, and and market it as being the standard for how society should be, what society should look up to. Who's, I mean, really, I mean, the reason why I say that, case in point, I mean, you look at the history of Time Magazine, okay? I mean, you could probably just Google, all right? You could probably just Google, you know, past t- Time Magazine, you know, covers. You look at Obama. You know, you see people like George Bush. You see people like... I mean, the Unabomber. I mean, you see, like, all types of people. I mean, you see, obviously, now Beyonce. You see the Pope. I mean, how many different people that have been known? Hitler was on, you know what I mean? Like, these are major people, good, bad, you know, but major people, influential people, people who have shaped, you know, the the world. And so when you look at, and, 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 and but more specifically, not just people who have changed the world, but people who have changed the world in a rather unique and and distinctive way. You know, you look at the Pope, okay, he changed the world through religion. He's influential in that manner. You look at, you know, Obama, he changed the world through politics. He changed the way the black community viewed politics. He's changed the world, you know, from a crossover perspective. You know, white, black, the world now sees politics, sees the United States differently, specifically because of Obama. Now, that's not necessarily a good thing, but it is significant nonetheless. Um, You look at now we have Beyonce, you know, she has changed the world. And then so that... From that perspective, you really have to stop and look and say, well, okay, what's her, you know, what's unique about her? Yes, she's changed the world. Yes, she's the most influential person. She's here on Time Magazine. But what has she done? Who is she influencing? How is she influencing? Well, then let's look at her track record. You know, let's look at her music. She's a musician, right? That's what she does. So let's look at her music. Let's look at the type of music that she's made. Let's, she's a performer. Let's look at the type of performances that she's known for. Let's look at her audience. 
Let's look at who is her major fan base. Let's look at how those people are affected by her music, her performances, her music videos, her philanthropy. You know, and I think that once you do that, you can't help but to see the damage, the destruction, and the impact that all of those things are having on her core audience, which unfortunately is young women, specifically young black women. So when you look at, you know, you, you pull up, you know, the actual, the actual cover, what do you see? You know, you see basically what she's represented throughout the course of her career. You know, someone who, I mean, I don't even know what you want to, you know, call this picture, but it looks rather androgynous. You know, it looks, which is a whole nother, you know, a whole nother type, but she's wearing a diaper here, you know, some type of, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it looks ridiculous. I mean, Courtney, are those even panties or is that a swimsuit or what? I mean, what is that? What is this outfit? I don't know. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. I have no idea okay. what is going on. Okay. I mean, and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying, because what they want to do is they want to confuse you. You know, they she's typically been known... I mean, well, here's the thing, I and mean, this is where we get into beauty. When you look at, like, Google some of these uh, older, you know, or I should say, well, yeah, older models, like, from back in the day, like Kate Moss. And, you know, some of these, like, you know, when they were going through that whole, you know, super thin, almost anorexic looking. I mean, Beyonce is known historically for being what she even called bootylicious, right? I mean, does Beyonce look very bootylicious here in, in this picture? Courtney? Well, I I can't even recall what she looked like. I only glanced at it. <laughs> I only right. glanced at it. So, to help you out, the answer would be no. All right. She looks very. I mean, I mean, I think I don't know. And people have been saying, well, there was this photoshopped. Or, but funny thing is, I actually saw her recently. And even if you look at some of these these videos, she's lost a considerable amount of weight. And I mean, she almost looks sickly here. And what the industry is doing is they are trying to move her more from the black community because she's done a pretty good job of destroying them, you know. And, you know, and because I, and I do say them because I don't associate myself with certain aspects of the black community as far as you know the negativity that I've witnessed over you know over the course of my lifetime. Um, but when I so I say them. You know, the people who are looking up to that, who are looking up to those images, looking up to that behavior and saying, wow, this is positive. They've already done, and I think we all know who I'm referring to when I say they. I mean, her handlers, you know, her people, the industry, you know, they have done a great job of infiltrating, you know, our homes, mainly, you know, because there are no parents like there were back in the day, like my parents, my grandparents, that were the gatekeepers. To say, you know what, you are not going to come into my home. You can put out your stuff, you can put out your music, you can put it on BET, MTV, but that will not be brought into my home. But over the years, as we've seen a dissolution of the black family, you know, there aren't those gatekeepers there. You know, the moms are the ones watching and listening to Beyonce, so clearly their kids are not going to have the same level of protection and, 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 and shielding from that, that pollution. And so as a result, you see these little boys, you know, lusting. You see these little girls admiring, idolizing, yearning to be like 
who you see here on Time Magazine. And the Time Magazine really does validate, you know, her her and legitimize everything that she's done. Because when you say this is probably the most influential magazine in the you know in the world, and then you say this is the most influential person out of everyone. That basically says what she's selling and what people have bought is legitimate, is okay, is valid, is influential, and is okay to be influential. You know what I mean? And when you see people like Obama, who's also shared this, you know, uh, Time Magazine cover, it's. I ho- I just want everyone to see the agenda and see the effect. This legitimizes their agenda, their their attack on us as a people. This says that it's okay to say, I suck penis for a living. You know, I have sex in the back seat of cars. You know how many little girls out here are going to be out here having sex in cars? How many girls are going to say, oh, yeah, go ahead, Monica Lewinsky all over? You know, these are all things that are, you know, that are happening as we speak. And Time Magazine says this is okay. You know, I've seen people protest certain people being on the cover. I mean, look at people protested. I mean, literally protested Kanye West and Rihanna being on the cover of Vogue magazine. Why? Because people were saying, well, they don't represent fashion. That's reality TV. They don't need to be there. What they stand for does not mesh with what we represent as a magazine. We, you know, are fans of this magazine. You know, this is not who should be on your cover. I personally haven't heard anyone protesting Beyonce being on the cover of what is supposed to be a legitimate magazine for news, politics, social. You know what I mean? Like I just, you know, I I don't see that being relevant. I don't see her being relevant, and, and certainly don't see her as being influential. And I think that we as parents, I mean people in general, but I certainly think that, you know, we as parents, if for no other reason, you know, we love our kids enough to say, this is not who will influence you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we will not do that. You know, my I know my parents, you know, fought, bled, sweated, you know, almost went into the poorhouse to make sure that we had you know, a roof over our head, but not only just a roof, but, you know, the best education that money can buy, and we're, and we're not influenced by the negativity of certain public schools, you know, certain politicians, certain entertainers, music, TV, like, they made sure that we were not even, you know, subjected to that lifestyle. Not only are parents not fighting for their kids nowadays, but they they are embracing the very issue, the very people, the very things, the images that are taking them down the road of destruction. So, you know, do I blame Beyonce for being on the cover of Time magazine? No, I don't blame her. When they say hate the game, no, don't, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. I don't hate Beyonce, but I hate the fact. I mean, to be honest with you. The parents are the problem. You know what I mean? Like that's just like having, you know, uh, you know. I mean, Nicki Minaj, Little Kim, you know, Janet Jackme, Heather Hunter, 
Mr. Marcus. I mean, these are all porn stars and, you know, Madonna. I don't care about any of those people because when you look at any of those people, you know what they are. It's a clear, like, you you know, you look at, okay, who's Mr. Marcus? Y'all act like y'all don't know. Y'all know who Mr. Marcus is. You know who Nicki Minaj is. You know, you know who Lady Gaga, you know, whoever. You know who they are. You know what they represent. Trey Songs, R. Kelly, you know what they represent. Little Wayne, you know what he represents. But when you look at something like this, this Time Magazine cover, this says that it's okay to, to hobnob with Barack and Michelle in the White House, you you know, to go into these schools with Michelle. It's okay to, to, to you know, to embrace her as positivity. But it's not okay. It blurs the lines. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? I agree. I think that we just need to get back to things were, you know, how parenting was. Even with me, you know, although I am, you know, young, I still recall, you know, being little and not being allowed to listen to certain entertainers. I couldn't listen to um, CDs that had parental advisory stickers, you know, and it's like now parents, they just don't care half the time. They don't even know where their children are. So, it, I mean, like you said, I mean, it really does come back to the family and just the structure of the home. And I just wish that things could get back to how they used to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd even like, I mean, it, it's a little ironic that, you know, you you put, they, they put her on the cover to legitimize her and what she represents, you know. But at the same time, they put her on there basically half naked Almost, you know, to as if to say, yeah, we're deceiving you. We're going to put this right in your face and, you know, say this is someone who is, you know, I mean, I can't think of another word other than legitimately influential in society, in the world. But at the same time, we're going to put her here half naked to show you how little respect we have of her, you know, and for her. And and for you guys who actually have drank the Kool Aid into thinking that this is something po- someone positive, it's all, it's one big joke, and and the jokes on us as a people, because white people the problem with it is white people know what it is, you know what I mean? Like they look at it and be like, oh look at this hoe, you know what I mean? Look at this freaking whore, this black whore, the same black whore that was having sex with you know uh, slave masters back in the day. I mean that's. That's what it was, you know what I mean? You had, I mean, you guys know what they did back in slave times. They had the light-skinned, you know, uh, whore, for lack of a better term, you know, and that's just who the slave master, you know, fancied, right? That's just what it was. You look at Scandal, you look at this new show starring Zoe Saldana with the white guy. You look at, I mean, Django, I mean, so many different images. I mean, and it's, you're going to see more. I'm, I'm telling you that, you're going to see tons more. But, you know, it's not a coincidence. Rosemary's Baby, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Google, then it's coming out, you know what I mean, this uh, next couple of weeks. But Zoe Saldana, you know, married to a white guy. has to, It's not about any of that. I know this story. I know it's a remake. It's not about that, though. It's about the agenda to put black women, you know, and, you know, as and being basically it's exploiting black women just in a different way. You know, growing up they did it in a different way. They you know, it was all about the video hoes and the video vixens. I mean and while that still goes on, there's a new agenda. You know what I'm saying? Where they're trying to take us back. 
Everything is retro. They're going really retro, going back to slave times. The white, the black woman being portrayed as the white man's whore. You know, among other things. So this is this is nothing more, you know, than that. And um, so I would just encourage everybody just to see it, you know, for what it is, and and not, you know, buy into it, not drink the Kool Aid, not, you know, be uh, be you know followers and and sheep, you know, just willing to blindly follow, you know, whatever is being put in front of you. I mean, I think when you look at some of these shows, which we'll talk about a little bit later, you know, loving hip hop and you know, Basketball Wives LA. I mean, it's very clear, that, you know, what the agenda is. You know, somebody posted a, um, you know, one of those little flyers or whatever, those little images um, saying, talking about how growing up we had the Cosby show. We had a different world, which was, you know, about positivity, family, school, education, you know what I mean, friendships. Now we got fights and drama no education, you know, poor, get, you know what I mean, just just foolishness. And this is, it's it's just amazing to me. It's it's literally amazing that we've gone from that to this. I mean, you don't even see shows like The Fresh Prince anymore. You know what I mean? You don't even see, you know, I mean, they had all of us, parenthood, even like the shows that weren't even really all that popular. You know, not like the all-time popular shows, you know, uh, uh, my wife and kids, like, you don't even see the lesser shows, let alone the mega hits, like, a, you know, Cosby Show, A Different World, and things like that, which kind of just shows you, like, wow, they don't respect us enough to actually even, to you know, to make sitcoms that are non-buffoonish. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the only black sitcoms that are on TV are done by Tyler Perry, who, pres- uh, who um, basically puts them out in a, in some type of, buffoonish manner and this is that's a problem the problem is it asks most black people do they even see a problem with it no they're like no when does love and hip-hop atlanta come on i'm trying to see what's up with this sex tape if you guys missed our what was that courtney last friday we talked about last thursday yeah yeah definitely check that out if you missed it that was a really a good show where we talked about the sex tape we talked about the effect that that type of imagery and, and behavior is having on not just us as a people, but like a, you know, our, our kids and you know, and just the whole thing. I mean, this is this is all stuff that needs to be talked about, man. It's, you know, so many shows, so many um you know, talk shows and, and, and blogs that have disappeared over the years. You know, this is our tenth year guys. You know, i I've seen so many shows come and go. Some had you know, were about foolishness, others actually had some potential, but have gone by the wayside, and now it's like it's so many, um, you know, or I should say, such a huge lack of 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 quality broadcasting and journalism that's even willing to take a stand and say, you know what, this is this is important, even if it's not going to get me a million dollars in advertising, even if it's not going to be a highly rated show, this needs to be said. And at one time, that was important. You know, you looked at people, you know, like Medgar Evers, like Martin Luther King, like Malcolm X, you know, like Booker T. Washington, like Frederick, like Paul Robeson. I mean, so many other people that came before us that were not afraid to take a stand, even in the face of political, um, you know, uh, and social um, opposition. They still took that stand. You know, even Ray Charles, you know, went to jail specifically because he was not you know, kicked out of Georgia, you know what I mean? So many different people made sacrifices, and here we are with actual freedom to do and say whatever we want for free. But 
Where are they at, Courtney? <laughs> Somewhere being a mess. Right. Right. Let's talk about um, you know, what I want to I want to do a couple things tonight. I want to talk about some positivity. I want to talk about Lapita, you know, who we talked about winning the Oscar uh, what, about a month ago when we did our post-Oscar special, 12 Years a Slave. Definitely, definitely, definitely check that out if you missed our 12 Years a Slave special post-Oscar recap, all-time classic show where we talked about everything that we saw during the Oscars, after the Oscars, you know, surrounding the Oscars, every, you know, just check that out. Um, but um, I, I wanted to um, talk about her. Were you aware that she was named uh, pe- one of people, or people's most beautiful women? Yeah, I mean, you can't miss the cover. It's like everywhere you go. Yeah, what do you think that. about I'm that? Yeah, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, this is, keep this it is real. what I feel about. Yeah, I am. I'm about to keep it real Fridays. I think that um, she is beautiful. I do believe that. But a part of me wonders, was she named that as like a joke almost to be made a spectacle in a way? Do you get what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I just wonder the sincerity behind that, I guess. So right. that, that's how I feel about it. You know what? I like the, the tree that you're barking up right now. And I'm going to take it to another level because I agree with you wholeheartedly. And this is not, let me just be clear. I believe, I actually believe she's a very attractive woman. I, you know, I mean that honestly. You know, um, I think that she... I respect her desire and and willingness to express herself naturally, you know, whether it's her creative hairstyles, you know, her lack of excessive makeup and, you know, weave and, you know, just that natural look, not getting like, you know, the boob jobs and, you know, just feeling comfortable in her own skin and letting that inner beauty, because I feel like we're all beautiful in some way, you know, if you allow yourself to be. Um, and unfortunately, so many women don't, you know, nowadays. But she does. And so, you see, here's the thing. I think that they were making a mockery, though, of it. Okay, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. The reason being because is that when you look at last year or the year before, whatever year it was, you look at somebody like Gabourey Sidibe, okay, up, you know, on the cover. Now, let's just, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hater, but I will express my opinion. Do I think that she deserved to be on that cover? Do I think that she deserved to be one of people's most beautiful women? No, I don't. And I'll tell you why. Because when you look at that magazine, you look at the overall nature of People Magazine. People Magazine subscribes to society's definition of beauty. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at what it is. You know, and what it has been and what it represents. People Magazine is, you know, indicative of the agenda. You know, they, they, they cover, they report, you know, on, on the largest stage possible. They represent a lot of the negativity. They're like the equivalent of Time Magazine for the entertainment industry. So when you look at what their agenda is, you know, and what, what they represent and how they view beauty, it's almost hypocritical, you know, to push this agenda that says, okay, 
this is beautiful, this is beautiful, this is, you know, society's definition of beauty. You know, the same people who are responsible for people are the same people responsible for Sports Illustrated and the people who land themselves on the covers, the same people, Time Magazine. It's all a, a, a very select group of billionaires. Hopefully you guys understand this, that make up what is known as, I don't care what you call it, but it's known as the Illuminati, the powers that be, the people who control everything that goes. They all run the whole, CNN, you know, the new, Fox News. It's all the same people. It's all the same agenda. So when you, you know, scandal these shows that put, you know, uh, Rosemary's Baby, you know what I mean, Django Unchained, you know, you see these, these, these images of what they want you to feel like, you know, is – you know, acceptable and, and hot at that time. So when you put a Gabourey Sidibe up there, it's just like, whoa. You know, it's like you look at what was it, Sesame Street, one of these kids is doing it just doesn't fit. It it it's it doesn't fit. It doesn't now now if you say, okay, we're good like the overall magazine is gonna include is gonna auto all of a sudden become diverse, you know, and we're gonna include all different races. You know, it's not going to be, you know, 47 white people, you know, one Asian, one black, and one fat girl, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? But we're actually going to just take the most beautiful people and, 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 incorpor- and make up the 50 people of that. Well, then I could be like, all right, cool. I mean, this is, all right, this is indicative of all cultures, all body styles. But that's not what they're doing. It's okay. She's nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, okay. Lapita is nominated for an Academy Award. Let's go ahead because she's hot at this time. Go. I know some really uh, pretty, you know, black girls who weigh two hundred pounds, who are a lot prettier than uh, uh, Gabourey Sidibe. And to be honest with you, I know a lot of beautiful, dark-skinned, natural-haired women who are a lot more beautiful than Lapita, you know, Iyango. Right? But I'm just saying the reason that they're doing it is because they're what's hot at the moment. They're what's going to draw, uh, you know, they're going to sell magazines. So let's put them on the cover, not to showcase their beauty, but because they're popular at the moment. Was Gabourey Sidibe, and you guys can do your own research, I don't know, but I'm and I don't know this. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm willing to bet she wasn't included in this. And I could be wrong. I could be making a fool out of myself right now. If I am, let me know. But I'm just willing to bet she was not included in this year's People Magazine 50 Most Beautiful People. Somebody let me know. Right? And the re- why? Why was she not? Did she gain another 500 pounds? Did she, you know, uh, you know, have some type of grease accident spill on her face and now she's deformed, she's no longer beautiful? What happened in the course of a year? Why? Was she, you know, all of a sudden one of fifties, you know, most beautiful people a couple years ago, but not this year, because she wasn't nominated for Precious in the Academy Awards. She wasn't on other magazine covers. She wasn't in the news. Do you see what I'm saying, Courtney? Oh yes, I do. I do. I'm starting to see it because you're right. Like when she was nominated. She was on every talk show. She was on everything, and everybody was saying how great her personality is. Like, she was an it girl at the time. So I think, I feel like with Lapita, she's an it girl now, but I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see her, you know, around a couple years from now. If she kind of faded to black. Well, the thing about it is this. I mean, you know, and that's why I posted, I don't know if you guys saw, I mean, 
and not to get too deep into it, but I mean, you really have to. A lot of people don't understand, you know, the price of fame. Unfortunately, a lot of people think, oh, okay, you're talented, so you're automatically going to be successful and automatically become the it girl. No, you don't become the it girl. You don't become the it guy without doing certain things, without throwing up certain hand signals, without selling your soul, without making certain allegiances and alliances and and compromising certain things within yourself. I mean, it's and, you know, we, we post the pictures, we post the you know, the still shots of them, you know, making these blatant, clear, and, you know, deliberate, you know, examples of who they are and what what they represent. Lapita is no different. Please make no mistake about that. I posted it right on the thread for you all to see. You know, let's cover up our left eye. I mean, these are all things that are necessary. And if you don't do those things, then you will not be the it girl. There would be no Academy Award had she not done certain things. And I'm not diminishing her, but it's it's not about her. It's about anyone who is going to be the Nick. I don't care if it's, you know, the next it girl, I should say. It's not about her talent, because I'm sure we've all seen less talented people rise to superstardom. Why? Because of, you know, what they've decided to do to get that fame. And please, for any, you know, and it's great, you know, Obama's no different, Michelle's no different, Lapita's no different, Gabrielle's no different. Anyone you see on any cover controlled by those people, is no different. I, I mean, I would think that that would be clear by now. Unfortunately, it's not for some. They just think, "Oh, I'm so happy for her success." Now, am I taking away from her talent? Am I taking away from her beauty? No, I'm not. She's very talented. I saw, uh, uh, you know, Twelve Years a Slave. We did a whole show on it, you know. And I said, to be honest with you, I'm not sure I've seen anyone give a performance in a movie that was more. Uh, indicative of what the actual definition of best supporting actress should be. And I mentioned, I think I mentioned Monique. I said there's never been, in my opinion, you know, two two better performances that were more deserving of a best supporting actress nomination and ultimately Oscar. I I take nothing away from either one of those people. Does that mean that, you know, I support what they represent, who they choose to align themselves with? No, I mean, of course not. You know, and I think that we, you know, there's a reason. A lot of people, they they look at, they separate. They separate the word from entertainment. They separate society from spirituality. And you really can't do that. You know, I mean, we could throw out, you know, tons of scriptures that speak about, you know, being loved by the world makes you an enemy of God. I mean, I, that's the thing. I guess when it comes to Barack Obama, I guess when it comes to Lapita Young, and when it comes to Gabrielle Sidibe, people throw that out the window. Oprah Winfrey, Beyonce, they throw that out the window as if God did not say that himself. But just to repeat, when you are loved by the world, you become an enemy of God. Love not the things of this world, okay? These are not things we should aspire to have. You know, spiritual wickedness in high places, talking about celebrities, the entertainment industry, politicians, the president, you know, whoever. Spiritual wickedness in high places. I mean, you know, how much higher do you get than Time Magazine, than People Magazine, than the president of the United States? These are all things that God says. You know, you cannot sit at the table of God and of, 
you know, Satan. But yet, how many of us try to do it? You see what I'm saying, guys? So these are all things that we really have to, you know, remember. Because it's very easy to forget, you know, and to embrace them as one of our own. Well, guess what, guys? I don't know anything about that. Unless I see somebody on stage somewhere, you know, not just thanking God in an acceptance speech, not just swearing on a Bible. I'm talking about getting up there and actually praising Jesus Christ. They're not one of my own. Okay, there's somebody else's own, but they're not my own. I don't embrace any of that stuff. You th- you see somebody throwing up the 666 sign. That's, that, I don't know nothing about that. You know what I mean? That's not, you know what I mean? I mean is that one of your own? According to that, do you embrace them as your own just because their skin looks like yours? No, I do not. <laughs> Especially those that, um, the new thing is they're talking about uh, the universe and all of that crazy stuff. No, that's not embraced by me. Right, right, right. We gotta, we gotta get out of that, guys. We gotta embrace, you know, what's what's biblically sound, what's biblically, biblically uh, correct. But we're talking about beauty tonight. Let's talk a little bit more about beauty. Like I know, and we, we're going to talk about some other stuff, but this is what's really important because we, you know, we look at society. You know, we look at what society says is beautiful and what society says. Is beautiful for the black community. Well, what does society say is beautiful in the black community? And it's it's just the it's the ultimate irony. It's the ultimate irony that you will have someone like you know you know Beyonce on the on the cover of, of Time magazine. You know, and we know we all know what she represents. We know we all know the type of music she makes. We know the type of performances she puts on. But then people have the irony to want to say, or the, I should say, the audacity to say that, you know, we as a community should embrace our natural beauty. You know, we should embrace, you know, class and, and respectability when when the main people that they're putting in this position of influence are people who represent the opposite, fakeness, you know, sluttiness, lack of class. I mean, which is it? You know, I remember everybody was talking about Viola Davis when she wore her natural hair, you know, to the uh, Academy Awards. And I'm just like, okay. Oh, my gosh. She looks so beautiful. Look at Lapita. Wow. Look at that nice cut. She got a nice, sharp shape up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whoop-dee-doo. Right? Uh, she's so naturally beautiful. Okay. But, yeah, so that that's done. But, yeah, let me uh, – let's go and throw in this weave. Let's – you know, let's put Beyonce out here. Let's let's put Nicki Minaj up here in this, you know what I mean, on this cover. And black women say the same thing. Oh, she's so sexy. And let me look like her. Well, I mean, which is it? I mean, honestly, I mean, because it's, it's, it's amazing that, you know, nobody's talking about this stuff. I mean, you got, you know, the black community embracing these naturally beautiful women. But, nine, I mean, let's just call it for what it is. Ninety percent of the black community wears fake everything. Fake eyes, fake hair, you know, I mean, fake nails, I mean, fake boobs. Look at You look at people like Portia Stewart. I mean, you, they go ahead and get these fake everything, and they not only do they get it, but then they, you know, the, the entertainment industry will, will market them in such a way that we all will see it, like, every day. You know what I mean? Like that's it's not like if you see something, it's because they want you to see it. I hope you guys understand that by now. 
You know, like if you see something on TV, it's because the people who control the marketing for those people on a large scale say, okay, we want this to reach this amount of people. See, I don't do that. Like if you hear about me you or this show, you hear about me or this show from word of mouth you, or me personally doing some form. I don't pay for advertising. I don't have, you know, all this, you know, corporate backing, you know, doing all types of stuff. This is not that. You see what I'm saying? If you hear about this, it's because you sought it out, whereas other stuff is, is – you know, it's shoved down your throat. You're going to hear about Beyonce whether you want to or not. You're going to hear about Beyonce whether you watch TV or not, whether you listen to the radio or not. You're going to hear about her in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And that's because they, you know, you guys know who I'm talking about, they want you to. That's the agenda. But my question is, which is it? Is that beautiful? Or, is, you know, I mean, because I can't, I mean, it's like, which is it? Is it, you know, class is, is what's in, or is slutty what's in? I mean, and I have no problem with either one. And what I mean by that is if, if that's the route that you want to go, if that's, I mean, for a while it was one or the other. It was like, all right, like back in the day it was, you know, Angela Bassett is a strong black woman. She's a classy black woman. You know, Oprah Winfrey even was like put out there, you know, like this is what's, you know, classy. This, you know, Claire Huxtable. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, what I'm talking about good times. You know what I mean? This is, this is, you know, this is what black women should be like. You know, Esther Rowe, rest in peace. Um, and so, you see what I'm saying? Like that's what it was for for such a, a a good amount of time. Then we went through this whole, you know, slutty thing. You know, it's like, all right, now that's what's in. You know, I'm going to be a sex symbol, and this is a little Kim, you know, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce. But now it's like, you know, the lines have become a little bit blurred. It's like now they don't know what they want it to be. It's like, all right, do we embrace class or do we embrace ass? Have you noticed a little bit of a discrepancy there, inconsistency there? Yeah, all the time. It's like you said, you see both um, being marketed in the industry, and even just in just real life is you know, my personal experiences, um, I what I think it is is that I think black women they want to be natural, you know, they wish that they could be like Lapita or Viola Davis, but they know that they don't have the confidence to do that. And so although it's beautiful to them, they just say, well, no, I, I probably couldn't pull it off. And the only way someone's going to think I'm pretty is if I, you know, put this weave in. Because I see just how women stare at, you know, my hair. It's more so like, wow, I wish I could do that. So I think, you know, I think all women do want that natural look. It's just the confidence that's lacking. Let's talk about that, though. Why is, put it like this, there was a time, and a lot of people act like they don't remember this. But I remember when I grew up, FUBU was as, it was like Tommy, you know, like if you had a Tommy, it was like Nautica, Tommy, you know, and FUBU. Like, and this was like 94 to like 96, like 93 to 96. Like when I graduated high school, like FUBU cost like what you would see, you know, polo costing now. Tommy, people wore Tommy like they wear polo now. Polo wasn't even in style. You could probably buy a polo shirt like you could buy a FUBU shirt now. Like, that's how cheap they were, and it just wasn't, you know, in. Tommy, Nautica, FUBU, and a lot of that happened when LL Cool J was in his heyday, and they brought him on as a, you know, a, uh, you know, a sponsor. 
and you know he promoted them, and it was like wow. As soon as like boom, it all like just took off. And so, you know, my point with that being is that you know we as a people embrace anything that people put in front of us, and I think that we have to get to a point where we say, you know what? Yeah, this is this is you know hot. This is what's in, but is it really something that we want to support? You know what I mean? Like, why are we supporting that? Let's talk. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about about you know the confidence aspect of it. Now, Courtney, you mentioned um, you know why are why black women don't embrace their natural. If you see Viola Davis, if you see Lapita, who is the it girl, rocking their natural hair, you know why should it be a confidence issue? If anything, I would think that would give them confidence because that's what's popular. Right. Right. I don't know. I think because we've been brainwashed by the other images that um, we see on the TV, because if you look at, um, you know, the video girls and what's being marketed, like, it's totally different. Like, Lapita and Viola are just two women as opposed to what you really see overall being promoted. And the TV shows, reality shows, everybody has a weave. You know, everybody has a whole bunch of makeup. And so that's what that's the what the main focus is. So that's what people gravitate toward. Then you have men that, you know, are targeting them for sex and making them think that that look is what they truly want when it's not. Right. Here's here's the problem with beauty. Guys, you know, and I think that it's it's definitely true what they say. I mean, I think this term has become very cliché over the years, but it's very true what they say when they say Beauty is in the eye of the beholder because different people are going to see different things as being beautiful. You know, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it definitely is in the eye of the beholder, but I believe, and, you know, some people may disagree with me, when it comes to men, all men really do want the same thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can act like, you know, it's that's not the case, but, I mean, at the end of the day, all men want a truly beautiful woman. Now, what he deems to be beautiful may differ from from you know man to man, but all men want a truly beautiful woman. So then, at that point, we really have to look at well, what does that term mean? What 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 is beauty? And I'm not talking about what society's definition of beauty. I'm talking about you know what is God's definition of beauty. You know what is um, you know, I mean, just what's the overall definition? What do you want that definition to be? You ask most men, beauty is real beauty, okay? I mean, beauty is loving yourself. Beauty is confidence enough to, to rock your own hair, confidence to step back and say, you know what, I am not going to subscribe to what the media says I should be like. You know, I, I respect my body. Nobody wants a slut. Nobody wants a friend with benefits. Nobody wants somebody's Friday night freak, that woman you can just call up and be like, yo, what's good? Why don't you come over and break me off something? Nobody wants that. Keep it real. Who wants a whore? Who wants a freak? Beyonce wants you to think that these men want freaks. 
Steve Harvey wants you to think that all these men want is a good time, and they're with, with these like cavemen who just think with their penises, and, and it's, it's so much more than that. Which is one of the reasons why I have issues with you know a lot of those messages, those images, because it's just not true. When you're talking about a true man of God, they want a woman who is good enough and feels confident in herself to say, you know what, I don't care with Nicki Minaj. Yeah, she's got a nice big butt, big breast, shows them off, you know, has the sexual vibe to go along with it. But you know what, I'm not worried about a sexual vibe. I'm going to have a classy spiritual vibe about me. And what you have to realize is that actually is what's sexy. Any man will tell you that. Any man will tell you, like, that's what we really want. That's what we really look for. You know, how many men have you guys heard on this show? That's what we're looking for. So, you know, that's beauty to me, at least. You know, I'm speaking for myself right now. That's what's classy to me. Like, when I see a woman, I don't care who I offend, to be quite honest with you, but, you know, to me, a woman, is a, a beautiful woman is someone, okay, who, you know, y'all, may, y'all might not like me, but you're going to respect me and you're going to listen to this, this, this definition because you know and I know that this is what's real. I'm going to hurt some feelings right now tonight, but this is what needs to be said so you guys can make the the changes. I'm not going to hold everybody's hand, and we're not going to sing Kumbaya tonight and act like everyone's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Act like everyone is desired by the best possible men, because frankly, that's just not true. I got my hair cut the other day, and that's not what was said in the barbershop. That's not what's been said in the barbershop my entire life. All men want a truly natural a truly beautiful, a truly classy and sexy and spiritual woman who they can respect. If you allow him to come over on the first night and smash, how can he respect you? If you allow him to see you sending you know, naked pictures, how can he respect you? If you have a colorful, multicolored wig that comes down to your butt crack, how can he respect you? If you curse like a dude... How can he respect you? If you have tattoos covering 40% of your body, how can he respect you? Do you guys understand that? But the, the irony with that is that everything I just said, I just described more than half of black single black women out here. I mean, y'all know that, right? Having five kids by five different guys, how can he respect you? Am I saying anything that, from your knowledge of men, Courtney, is is an incorrect statement? And if the fellas are listening and you feel like I'm saying something, you know, that you don't agree with, I mean, you know, please call in and let me know. We can talk about it. But you guys know and I know that you don't want no 500-pound woman. You want your woman to, to, to love herself enough to say, you know what, wow, I got to get this weight off. I said, uh... I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm. You guys see my pictures. I mean, I've always been an athlete, but the, this winter was crazy. And I, and one day I looked at myself. I said, not one day, literally a couple of weeks. Ago, I said, whoa. I said, I'm, I weigh more than I've ever weighed. I, you know, I've never been fat, never will be fat. But you know, what I'm saying, I was like, wow, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little bit, you know, a little probably about, you know, ten pounds more than I went away. I said, you know what? Because I was still working out, I was still lifting weights, but I was like, you know, I haven't been doing my cardio. Like I like I you like I'm used to, and so I you know I I hit the I played like maybe five six tennis matches in you know in, in two weeks and was getting on the treadmill and still hitting the weights and changed my eating habit. I dropped about ten pounds in in you know like a week. You know what I'm saying? Like a week and a half. You know what I'm saying? So it's it don't don't let anybody think or or cause you to feel like you can't look how you want to look. That's a cop out. 
that's an excuse. You know what I mean? Like, it's an excuse. I don't care who it is. Now, we're not talking about medical issues, and even if we are, there are always things that can be done. But in most cases, it's not a medical issue. Let's be honest. And most people who wear weaves, it's not because of hair loss. It's not. It's just because you lack the confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to rock my natural hair, and what people think about it, I don't care. You know, I, I, I'm going to be confident to, to be, <clears throat> excuse me, to be natural. That's really what it is, and we need to stop making excuses. We need to, these men, these these cowards, these these bastards need to stop blowing the heads up of these women and and lying to them, blatantly lying to them, and telling them they're sexy on their Facebook pages just because they show a little breast. And you know what I'm saying? These guys out here lusting after these women just on Facebook. I could Google any woman's name right now. And this, I don't. And I'm talking to some of you guys out there on my friends list. I'm talking to some of you right now. I could Google or or, or go to the search bar right now and type in any black woman's name. And I'm sure white women too. But since we're in the black community, we're going to talk about black women right now. And don't make me do it, Courtney, or I'll have you do it. I will tell you to tell me a name, and I will type that name in, and we will see some clown on her wall telling her. How sexy she is in her photo. I'm telling her how sexy she is. Do you think that I could not do that, Courtney? I know you could, because every time we do those experiments, it's, you know, it always, it's always um, what we thought it was going to be. So, and well, I see ne- it every day too. Well, we haven't done it in a while, Courtney. And because I'm in front of my laptop right now, I think we should do it right now. I think we haven't okay. done it in a while. We've done it many times, but this is how y'all know it's real. I don't care. Well, y'all can call in and, you know what I'm saying? Courtney, pick a name, any name, a name that you think might be the name of a black person, and that's a problem in and of itself that we can even do that. But let's just do it. You just right now, think of a name, a unique name, and I will go to that person's page, and we will yeah. click on her pictures that we can see, and I can almost guarantee we will see some form of slutty picture, and we will be able to see multiple men telling her how sexy she is. Pick the name, Courtney. Tamika. Right, come on, that's too easy, Courtney. There's so many Tamikas. <laughs> All right, let me do it. I'm gonna do, uh, see. I'm gonna do Tamika. I'm just gonna pick it. I just did it, and I'm, and I'm trying to. Hopefully, she's not on my page. Oh, God. I don't want to do anybody on my friends list. Oh, come on, that's too easy, Courtney. I'm, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna go to a Tamika. Let's see. Doesn't look like she's on my friends list. Ah, here we go. Now you got mutual friends. Y'all gonna get me in trouble. I'm looking at a Tamika here. I'm not gonna say her last name, but I, I'm I'm looking at a Tamika. She has her boobs out. I'm just gonna scroll through real quick to find the comment. I'm not able to see all it, but the the one picture I clicked on, it has the boobs out. I'm not able to see her profile picture has the boobs out. I'm not able to see the comments because I'm not on her friends list. You got, but you guys see my point. And, I, and and don't take my word for it, though. Do your own, just do it yourself. Just Google it, Tamika, and you see what you, you know, you'll see what you see. You'll see the same thing I see. I mean, there's, there's so many different Tamikas out there. You know what I mean? My point being that we have to change the perception of us. My parents brought me up to, you know, they used to say, you have to be different. You have to be better. Because, you know, being a young black man, 
and the, I, the whole Trayvon thing is just a, you know it's just one of the most ridiculous things that I've ever seen in my entire life to be honest with you. And Google some of my commentary you know on that whole situation on the verdict if you guys missed it or you newer listeners. But the reason why I say it's so ridiculous because not the fact that he was you know murdered because that's not ridiculous, um, but it's you know it's unfortunate and it's tragic. But or I shouldn't even say murder that he was unfortunately killed, but you know because it wasn't murder it was it was an unfortunate death. But that's a whole other story. But the fact that the black, the, the reaction from the black community, you know, after that is what I find to be ridiculous. I mean, you know, here you have a young black man, you know, who was murdered um, or who was killed, and, you know, let's all wear hoodies. Let's all wear the very thing that, um, that, we're, that we've always been identified as being, you know, thugs and, you know, criminals and, you know, hoodlums. I mean, let's just embrace that. Let's just... You know, let's not, it's not about let's wear suits and let's actually get dressed up and, you know, actually respect ourselves, but let's let's look like thugs to memorialize this young man who, who lost his life, which to me is absolutely ridiculous. You know, let's validate looking like a nigger. Let's validate the whole reason why so many of us are racially profiled. This whole beauty thing and respectability isn't about just women. It's about men. Look, I see these kids out here. I see... I see these just niggas, you know what I'm saying? And I think that, we, you know, it all comes down to the fact that we have to, you know, we have to love ourselves, we have to respect ourselves enough to say, you know what, I'm going to be different. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to be positive. You know, I think, and I think that's important. You know what I'm saying? I think that's needed, and we need someone to step up and say, you know what, I'm going to co-sign that. No, it's not. It may not be Time Magazine. It may not be People Magazine. But you know, but we are. You know, what I'm saying we're going to support positivity. We're going to support natural beauty. I mean, where are the celebrities that step up and say, you know what, women, black women, love yourselves? Where are the black men that step up and say, I want a woman with a head full of natural hair? You'll hear that in the barber shops, but where do you hear that on a celebrity level, Courtney? I never hear it. Right. Yeah. Right. Which which is unfortunate. Which is unfortunate. Because every man knows this is like it's like the, the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Ladies, understand. In fact I was just on Facebook. I said, you know, there was a uh, it was a debate going on about something about weave and you know, I said, Well you know, a young woman said, you know, she's been debating about, you know, um I think I said something about, you know, ladies you don't have to wear a weave to be beautiful the young woman said, I'm debating about, you know, that, and I have been for a while now. I said, well, what do you mean? She said, I'm debating whether or not to rock my natural hair. I said, well, you realize that, you know, just about all men prefer women with their, who rock their natural hair, right? She's like, no, I didn't know that. I'm just like, wow, how did, how did you not know that when that's literally what every man will tell, will talk about with other men? But the problem is the women are getting the attention you know, from men, you know what I'm saying? They're getting the attention thinking like, oh, okay, because he gave me attention, because he said I have a fat butt, oh, that must mean that this hairstyle is working for me. No, I mean, yeah, it is if you want attention, but if you want love, then you might want to think about, you know, being natural. You know, so many women I see out there, my wife included, I mean, you just see them, they're so beautiful, and I'm just going to tell you all something. There's nothing more sexy and there's nothing more beautiful 
than a, a, a black woman who, you know, has on some nice fitted jeans, you know, a nice little V-neck sweater or something from Target, you know, or wherever, you know, you know, hair just down in like a little, you know, a little bob or a little wrap. You can just look at the roots and tell there's no weave in there whatsoever. You guys know how you, I mean, it's so easy to spot a weave and a knot. I mean, it's, it's no need to even try to fake us out because most men nowadays have become experts at, you know, identifying a weave. But there's, it's just, the point is it's so sexy. And I can't tell you enough, like, even like you, she doesn't even have to be fresh from the, the beauty salon. Just, you can tell she wrapped her hair up last night. She put some little, you know, conditioner in it or, you know, grease and put the little oil sheen on it. It's just shining. That is so beautiful. I, I mean, you don't have to have a $500 weed to be beautiful. That is beautiful. And, and I mean, you know, having on maybe a little sweatsuit and you just threw your hair back in a ponytail. You know what I'm saying? Not Not a weave ponytail. Not that, but an actual ponytail, you know what I'm saying? And my women say, well, my hair doesn't grow. Well, we've done a number of shows on the, you know, uh, here where, you know, we've had actual experts come on and talk about how you can get your hair to grow. You know, what are some techniques, you know, that can be done? You don't have to resort to the weave because that's what's – now, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to do that but because you, you don't. But please don't think for a minute that the alternative is sexy. Does that make sense, Courtney? Oh, yes, it does. And I talk about that all the time in the hair group. So, I mean, it's all about just embracing your natural beauty. That's so much better than weave. Now, I noticed that you say that, Courtney, but you actually wear a weave right, right now. Why do you do No, I'm just playing with you. I'm just with you. I had to touch my hair. Like, really? I do. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, Courtney, guys. I don't know if you guys seen. Uh, definitely subscribe to her YouTube channel. I'm going to tell y'all too. Um, subscribe to her YouTube channel. But I just, uh, you know, I don't want to say too much. But I got some really big things on the way in 2014. Like, I, it's been a couple of years since I did a, a, a YouTube, but I just signed a, uh, you know, a contract. And I'm very selective with who I associate myself with, but I'm going to be doing some, um, some exclusive content on my YouTube page. You know, I'm just, I'm gonna be killing. I'm gonna start putting out a new uh, YouTube video uh, once a week. Ask They Don Advice Mondays is gonna, you know, really be, you know. Uh, we're gonna get back to the, the you know the roots of that you know where we started out you know me putting out a, a new video about once a week and so definitely um, right now subscribe to my YouTube channel check out my older videos from the last what four years four four or five years I think I've been doing them um, it's been a couple years since I've you know since I've done it but you know 2014 you're gonna see all new content a lot of these issues are gonna just be flooding somebody you know somebody reached out to me and they were like yo. You haven't really put out a YouTube video, you know, in in a couple of years, but your YouTube page gets like fifteen, twenty thousand hits a, a, a week, like, and it's a dormant page, like you don't even do anything. I'm like, well, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, yo, you need to you need to do some stuff. So, you know, I'm definitely look out for that um, in the next. Uh, and if you guys don't know, it's uh, YouTube.com/slash just ask Daydon. And if you go to uh, my website, trctoday.com, you can um, just click on the little YouTube tab and it'll take you straight there. But definitely uh, look out for some brand new um, exclusive Ask Daydon advice 
video blogs. Are you excited about that, Courtney? You know I am. Yes, I am. So, yeah, definitely look out for that. That uh, It's going to be, you know, and, and also, too, shoot me emails, too, like, you know, askdaydon at, uh, at trctoday.com. Um, just, you know, if there are topics that you would like to see, email me, inbox me. You know, if there's, uh, you know, you'd like to see me talk about and things you guys would like to see discussed either, you know, there or here on this show. This is, you know, this is your show, guys. This is this is a show for the people. You know, we talk about the issues, you know, in a way that other people are not talking about them. So, um, you know, definitely, um, you know, check it out. Um, so that's how I feel about weaves and, you know, and, you know, perm. I mean, well, let's talk about perms, Corey. Because I've heard different things. Because as we talk about beauty, society's definition of beauty, Hollywood's definition of beauty, I mean, there's not a lot of talk. It's more so about the weeds and different things like that. But how do you feel about relaxers and, you know, and perms? I feel personally, you know, I'm not for that just for myself. However, overall, if that's what you want to do, I think fine. You know, it's all about what fits you. Because um, I think some people, you know, get into, well, you know, you're trying to look like a white woman. I mean, it's not, to me, that's not necessarily the case. I know a lot of I mean, that's true, isn't it? Isn't that well, true? Well, I, I don't view it that way. I'll, I'll just say I don't view it that way. I just view it as, you know, it's just more manageable, you know, um, to work with. Some people just have a thick, you know, texture of hair that's really just hard to work with. So I don't have a problem with it. I, it's either or, natural or relaxed. It's just the weave that's an issue. I'm about to hold on. Give me one second. I'm about to start another thread in the um, the friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show group right now. Give y'all people something to talk about. Natural versus relaxed. You know what I'm saying? I'm I just posting and you know let me let me know what y'all think about that. You know I mean because this is how I feel. I mean for me, I know a lot of people. It's funny. I. <laughs> I see a lot of weave wearers attacking perms and relaxers as if that's being viewed on the same level. And for me it's it's not so I, sometimes it's looking like well like why like it's, like that's worse. Like for me I've never heard anyone have an issue with a woman with a relaxed, you know, hairstyle. You know, like if you get a perm or I mean, I've never heard anyone say anything negative towards that. I've heard countless men talking, you know, talking about weave and the, you know, the colors and the, the, you know, the super crazy hairstyles. But I've never really heard a man say, "Oh man, I would never date a woman with a perm." I mean, from a health health perspective, you know, I understand the, you know, the reasons why many many women say, you know, don't do that. But but then they'll go and throw a weave in their head now. Now I'm not the most knowledgeable on the whole hair industry, but can you, you know, the people who are wearing weaves, Courtney, do they get perms first, or do they just, I mean, like, what is, are they, are they natural weaves? Yeah, yeah most women, um, if not all, who have, you know, weaves, they're natural underneath. So the majority of them don't even have relaxers hmm. that that I've known. Um, so and it's funny because the, the ironic part of it all is those that wear weaves like on a long term basis, you know, uh, the serial weave wears. You know, when they take it out, they actually do have long hair, you know, because their hair is underneath and it's growing underneath the weave. But yet they still put the weave on. I don't get it. Your real hair is long. 
Can can I do a quick timeout and just say something real quick? I just want to say, I mean, listen, this, and I probably wouldn't say this on on other nights, only because this is keeping it real Fridays. I I just want to say something like, there are a lot of people who listen to the show, you know, from different parts of the country, different parts of the world. And, you know, some people listen via iTunes, some people listen from their laptops, some people call in with their phones, some people listen on the uh, Blog Talk Network, some people listen to, listen to us in syndications and, you know, certain networks in other parts. You know, I don't care, you know, what number you got. Like, I'm not, I could care less. Like, people actually block their their numbers sometimes to listen to the show. And even now, listen, I don't. I want to say something, but I don't want to like you know be you know inappropriate. But like I really don't care who you are, you know, enough to that you have to block your number just to listen to this show. Okay, you don't have to do that. You know, what I mean, like that's that's kind of uh, as we say here in Philly, that's kind of drawn. Like I don't, I could care less. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you probably shouldn't be listening. It which kind of defeats the whole purpose of this show if you have to block your number to listen to this show. This is a show for positivity, for for inclusion. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't like it's just like you're, you're a psycho. You're a hater if you if you know what I'm saying? if you're blocking your number to listen to this type of show that is all about positivity. It's all about uplifting. You know what I'm saying? Like do, do you I mean, does that not defeat the purpose? Like if you have to block your show, I mean your number to listen to the show, doesn't that mean you're most likely a hater that's listening secretly? Yeah, for the most part. Either that or you just have a, you know, wall that's up really, really high. So, I don't know. Right. You don't have to do that, guys. Because it's not, I mean, and I, if you do, you do. But I'm just saying it's, it's you don't have to. Because I, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, but so anyway, I just thought I would, you know, just because it's keeping it real Fridays. Um, let's get back into beauty, though, because this is a good conversation. You know, I know I'm getting a couple inboxes, like, you know, wow, like, thank you. I never knew that about Weeze. That's what one young woman said. Um, so I think that's enough about Weeze and, 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 you know, hair. Hopefully you guys understand that colors are not a good look. You know, like, maybe, like, there was a time when, you know, streaks were in, not, not, not like, colorful streaks, but, you know, I, I, like, Maybe like a highlight, I think y'all call it. You know, I I found that to be sexy at a time. Um, you, were you into that when it was, you know, when people, when women were doing that, Courtney? Yeah, I did that when I was like seventeen. I got uh, right. streaks. Yeah, I like I like that, but not anything, you know, like you know, too you know blatant and like in your face. But when it was more like discreet, like uh, like okay, nice little highlight, little little streak or whatever. That was cool for me. Um, what else though? Tattoos, piercings. Um, we've talked about that in the past, but I think that you know it's never too you know it's, it's never a bad thing to revisit something that I, you know so many women have unfortunately you know been you know, uh, manipulated into, you know, by society into thinking that this is the the look that we look for in our wives. What are your thoughts on tattoos, Courtney? I've never liked them. Um, I I just, I really feel like it it takes away from your beauty. Um, I, I think it's tacky. I think it even looks 
uh, the worst when you have a tattoo um, and you, you wear a dress. It just takes away from everything, you know, a, a very elegant dress, and then you have this big rose tattoo on your chest. <laughs> like, I've seen that so many times, and I just I just don't think it's ladylike. Yeah, and, you know, and this is not, I don't want to, you know, I don't judge. I mean, and I'm, it's not about that. You know, we're just being honest, and, and to be honest with you, that's what we need more of. We need more men to to not to put aside their you know their desire you know f- for lust and, and and sex you know to to you know what I'm saying because that's really what it is. What what the, one of the major problems is these men are so horny, they're so lustful, you know that they will literally lie to women. You know, and act like they like something that they know darn well that they hate, or know darn well they wouldn't want to see on their wife. But they will act like they like something specifically because they know that that will be the ticket to that woman giving them some sex. You know, what happens a lot of times is because of low self-esteem, women will do things to boost their self-esteem. Those things that they do, unfortunately, will attract the wrong types of sexual attention. And so then, when men see that, it's like, oh, you're a target now. So the men, you know, they, the women get what they want, which is the attention. But unfortunately, that attention often leads to the bedroom, you know, and it never works out. So the way that you get around that is to stop putting out the bait. You don't want to attract fishermen. You know what I'm saying? Don't – you guys get the point. You, you just leave that – leave it alone, okay? Don't, don't, you know, put your boobs out there. Don't put a little – Tattoo on Tata saying Big Papa, you know what I mean? Like, don't do that because you know. You left? I know you got the front. Sorry, keep going. That's that was my song back in the day, man. I know. You know Big, I know. Biggie used to kill that song. You know what I'm saying? Actually, yeah, that's did. really not what he said for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know the the actual. That was the radio version, the old school. But you you know what he said? You know, really, Courtney. We'll leave that. Yes. Uh huh. And a lot of women, they will they will hear those lyrics, they will see those images, like oh wow, you know Biggie was hot back in the day. Faith had a you know a, a you know a, a rose on her or whatever the heck it was on her breast. So let me go ahead and do do that. Eve went and got out got some some paw prints. That's like the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean the stupidest thing. And I, there was a time when so just. Just because Eve did it, no other reason but that, you know, got the paw prints right on the inside of her breast. I'm just looking, like, and so many women would do that. I'm like, do y'all know how stupid you look? I mean, and that's no disrespect to the women listening right now who actually have that, but you do look, I mean, it looks ridiculous. You know, I remember I uh, was about to uh, smash this woman back in the day, you know what I mean, I, you know, and uh, it was an intimate moment. You know, keeping it real Fridays, and you know, pulled the you know the garments down, and it was a a tattoo that said uh, "slippery when wet." I said, "Oh, you dirty hoe!" You know, what I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, that was disgusting to me. Like, who does that? Like, who? You know, what I mean, like, that's crazy. I, I mean, now I'll, I'll, I think I've told that story before, but I remember that as being just one of the just the most slight. I mean, this was someone who actually you wouldn't even think that would have had that. Someone just, you know, would claim to be respectable and classy, you know, on the outside. You you know, you pull it down. It's like, yo, you're a freak. And then women have the audacity to question, well, why am I single? 
you know, well, you know, how many tattoos do you have? You know what I mean? Like, how many, you have your nipples pierced. Like, you have tattoos on your, you know, you have a tramp stamp. You have a tattoo on your inner thigh. You know, you're a freak. You know, they were like, well, how do you know she's a freak? They don't. Just because she has tattoos doesn't mean. No, it does mean that. That's exactly what it means. You know, or at least you were at that time. Or so what? So what? I got my tongue pierced. That doesn't mean I, you know, I, I, I sipping, I'm sipping on watermelon. You know, that doesn't mean, you know what I'm saying? I've been drinking. Yeah, on a side note, real quick. I was, yo, I was in City Blue. And if y'all don't believe me, was it City Blue? I think I was in City Blue. If y'all, you guys, y'all got City Blues in Chicago? Oh, that doesn't sound familiar. Was that a clothing oh, yeah. store? Yeah, yeah, clothing store. Yeah, it's like the the hood, the hood. Shout out to people in Philly or wherever y'all at that know about City Blue. They got the hood stuff. But you know, City Blue has like that urban. It's known for just urban clothes, urban shoes, or whatever. And they had the T-shirts that that had a woman on there. Sucking on like something like a watermelon flavored lollipop, but it said I I've been drinking. I mean they, these were sell these were on sale. I mean can you I mean can you believe that the black community would not only market but that people would actually wear shirts that basically say I've been sucking like you know what I'm saying that's what that means. You've been drinking watermelon. You've been slurping the seeds. The semen of men. You've been allowing men to ejaculate in your mouth. Their children are now in your. You know what I'm saying? You're drinking on the seeds of of. I know what I'm saying, and you know what it means. I swear, I hope I never see anybody with that with those shirts on. But they were on sale, and and maybe go to City Blue shirt or, or uh, store, you know, or their website, I should say, and Google, you know, or look up like you know. I've been drinking T-shirts, and I'm sure it'll come up. In fact, you know, I, I, I do this show with with Google. Hey, what the heck? I just t- yo, I just t- I'm on Google right now. I just type in <laughs> yo. All I typed in was I've been I've been, and it, and like the little suggestion <laughs> came up drinking watermelon. What type of crap? <laughs> all I typed in was I've been. That's it. And it just came up like, why is it that popular? Hold on, hold on. I wanna, I wanna. I've been drinking watermelon. Hold on, y'all don't go anywhere right now, man. Hold on, cause I wanna see this. I've been drinking watermelon. I'm at there's a, a a a site that says the meaning. It explains what it actually means. I've been drinking watermelon. Hold on, t-shirt. I, no, cause I wanna. I got time. T-shirt. I wanna Google it. These dirty chicks, man. Let's just look here. here. Oh, wow. Here they go right here. They have shirts that, that say, look at all these different shirts. Are y'all do, I hope y'all are doing this right now. Look at all this foolishness. Got shirts that say flawless. <clears throat> I've been drinking watermelon shirts. What kind of hoish stuff is this, Courtney? That's crazy. That's crazy, and I'm mad that you didn't even type the whole phrase in, and it popped up. Like that's that shows how many people have been searching. Surfboard, you know what I'm saying? That's up here. It, yeah, the level of I woke up like this. You can, yo. Let me tell y'all something. 
you did not wake up like that. I mean, these are the things that really just irk my my living soul because the whole premise of you know of that song of that statement it's ridiculous because you know you didn't we've talked about this but you know you didn't wake up like that the fact that you're saying you you're performing the song with excessive makeup excessive eyelashes fake eyelashes fake eyes fake hair fake nails fake boobs fake everything but you're saying I woke up like this. That's an oxymoron because the iron, the irony in that is that the women who are embracing that Beyonce look are the same women who are not the women that men are looking to marry. Specifically because men are saying they want to be able to wake up next to someone and feel comfortable about who she really is. That's the irony where she said I woke up like this. Like no, you didn't. You you made yourself up. You see what I'm saying? That's what these men want. That's why they want that. When a man goes to bed with you, he wants to feel like he can wake up. No, my wife, I I know what I have. I know what I'm wake, going to bed with. I know what I'm waking up next to. You, you see what I'm saying? That's what we were looking for. And I'm not knocking anybody's style, but just know what it is. You don't have to like me, but understand what we're looking for, understand what is sexy, understand what is not. Understand, don't, don't, you know, paint yourself into, you know, this corner, this box where you live in a self-induced fantasy of what you think is sexy or what Beyonce thinks is sexy or what you think these men look for because they lust after certain women. A man could go to a strip club with his homies and throw, you know, make it rain and get lap dances and get turned on by these hoes with fake hair, fake boobs. Fake, you know. Don't confuse that image with what these men want to marry and spend the rest of their lives, you know, lives waking up next to. Please don't confuse the two. Just because a man may, you know, say, all right, who's your top five? And the women that come up on his top five might be Nicki Minaj and, you know, whoever with, you know, fake this and fake that and not my top five list, but some men, I'm sure, would have Nicki Minaj on her on their top five. Don't think that because he may lust after her that that's who his wife is going to look like. Please don't think that. We used to do that in college. We used to come up with like a, a college top ten list, a celebrity top, you know, just for fun, you know, but it was real. Whether, you know, agree or disagree, it was real. And I think that women, you know, that's one of the reasons why this show has lasted as long as it has, specifically because you guys know, if nothing else, we're going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real with you. So we're not looking for women who've been drinking. We're not looking for fake women who lie and say they woke up like this. We're looking for women who are on fire for Jesus Christ, who are confident enough to rock their own hair, women who have decided not to get the tramp stamp or the tattoo on Tata saying, you know what I'm saying, any of that craziness, or the tattoo on the inner thigh right above the pubic hair that says slippery when wet. You know, These are all disgusting things. What are your thoughts on that, Corey? I see a call on the line. We'll go to the phone lines in a minute. 646-200-0366. You guys have questions, comments, anything. You know, you want to cuss me out, that's cool. You know, keep it real Friday. But, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Courtney? 
I, you know, I love this conversation. You know, that we're talking about this because there's so many misconceptions out there in regards to what real beauty is. And as you were talking, I was thinking about um, this one guy in particular in college. He used to date like women that were just notorious hoes, basically. You know, used to do duck face. You know, pictures, all of that. Used to dress promiscuous. He used to just date the same types of women. But anyways, fast forward a couple of years, he's getting married to someone who resembles Lupita. And so it just shows that, like, he went, went from all the fake, you know, the fakeness, the weave wears, and then the woman that he chose is someone that's natural. So I was just right. thinking of that. I'll, I have no problem going through my old albums and digging out my, my prom picture. My ex-girlfriend, ironically, and I'll leave her nameless, but the woman I actually, anyone who knows me, you know, especially knows me from then, in retrospect, my ex-girlfriend looked a little bit like uh, Lapita. Like, she actually had, <clears throat> um, I mean, she, she had that same type of body. Actually, no, she didn't. She was more like a, a Halle Berry type of body style, like kind of, you know, like maybe 5'5", five, five, you know, like, super big breasts, but, like, very thin, you know what I'm saying, um, but had that, you know, caramel type of complexion, but she had that short little, you know, afro type of thing going on, which I found to be very sexy, to be honest with you, and, um, you know, so that, I mean, that kind of goes to show you, I mean, and I'm just, I'm no, I'm just one person, but I am sharing my personal experiences, that, to me, that was my prom date, that was my girlfriend at the time, we were together for a whole year, one of, my very first girlfriend, actually, to be honest with you guys, one of the first women who met my mom, my dad. So it's not a don't, don't, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm the end all and be all, but you guys are listening to this show for a reason. I'm assuming because you respect my opinion. Understand when I say you, that is actually beautiful. It's not a hype. You know what I'm saying? It's not a lie. It's not just, you know, oh, we're just, no, that to me is sexy. I found that to be beautiful. That, you know, so, so don't. Feel like you have to look like Beyonce. Don't feel like you have to be a hoe or have that slutty vibe, because classiness is sexiness. There is no such thing as sexiness without classiness. Otherwise, it becomes sluttiness. And it's it's really sad that you know that these bastards, these men, have neglected to tell their daughters that. That's the biggest crime is that these men are too busy chasing ass in the clubs to sit down and be fathers to their daughters and explain to them, hey, look, this is what these men really want. They don't want the fast girls. They want the women who actually respect their bodies, not the women who make a man wait for sex, but the women who are not having sex. You know what I'm saying? The women who are already in love with Jesus Christ. That's what these fathers really need to be telling these little girls. That's what's not happening out here. Let's go to the phone lines. I see you calling the line from the 615 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. Uh, how you doing? Uh, I'm calling from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I'm just uh, reflecting on what y'all saying. I feel like girls and men, they try to prove themselves to girls and, uh, and, and men, and uh, they're basically trying to, uh, how can I say, impress, try to be something that they're really not. And that's not something that God created them to be. So they're trying to prove to a girl that they really think that they like, but it's not the particular girl that they really want. Right, absolutely. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate the support. Definitely keep, uh, you know, keep tuning in. I mean, that's that's real. That's a hundred percent real. That's what we see, you know, on both sides. Like, I mean, we we as men, a lot of times, will 
portray ourselves to be something we're not and go after women that we really don't even want. Women are trying to be hoes when deep down they cry themselves to sleep as they wash their makeup off and regret off of what they did the night before or, or that night. I mean, let's just be let's keep it on Fridays. How many of y'all have actually had sex with a man that you know you didn't really want and you know didn't really want you, but he fulfilled a deep-rooted desire for affirmation, for affection, for something you hoped would morph into love? But it didn't quite work out that way, did it? Can is there anything you can relate to, Courtney? Yeah, I, I I can I can relate to just feeling really bad. Um, there's been times where I've um, you know been with a guy, not necessarily sex. I mean, I could just be I mean oral sex. I could just use that as an example. Um, I I've done that, um, performed that on people that I knew it was just no future, no anything there. And then when it was all over, I actually cried. Like, I cried myself to sleep because I just knew that I just put myself out there in a very bad way. And um, really I just did it because I thought that that was the only way that I could get them to notice me if I did something for them. Right, right. <clears throat> Ladies, I'm going to tell you a quick, a, a quick rule of thumb. You never have to, you know, do anything sexual you know, to 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 validate yourself to a man. Okay, you don't. If a man makes it seem like he has to sleep with you, or you have to send him a picture, or you have to masturbate on the phone with him, understand that all he's doing is tape recording you, or videotaping you, or or you know, holding on to that picture that you just sent him, so that he can, uh, you know, so that he can basically. Exploit you to his homies in the barbershop I mean that's 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 the only reason I remember one time I had this young woman on tape back in the day yeah, And this is, you know, like I said, this is keeping the road Fridays Me and one of my homies, he, you know, we, she was doing this stuff And we still, well I shouldn't say we still laugh about it But I mean, we still remember, we used to laugh about it But I mean, had her on tape doing all types of crazy stuff And it's like, yo, she had no idea but it's just like when you put yourself in that position, ladies, You kind of, it's kind of like Mimi, for example. When you make a tape, right, and you do it and say, okay, this is something. She made, I don't know if you all know, she made like five, they made like $5 million each. They, were, they will, once it's all said and done, they're getting like 50% of the profits. The pre-sales alone are already guaranteeing that they're going to make at least $2.5 million each just for making a sex tape. Dirty chick. You know, deadbeat bastard. You know, they're both losers. You see what I'm saying? But when you do something like that, you have no control over that will be out there forever. Just like anyone who wants to can go and look up Kim Kardashian's sex tape. Anybody in the the world can look up R. Kelly's sex tape, R. Kelly peeing on the little girl, you know, disgusting bastard. You know, see what I'm saying? Like, these are all disgusting things. You know, Mimi, that sex tape will be out there forever. I'm predicting this is going to be the highest, one of the highest rated shows in the history of telev- in the history of black television, the uh, premiere of Love and Hip Hop. Why? Because society has become so perverted that they all want to see, you know, what's up with this sex tape. I mean, do you disagree with that? No, that's exactly why people are watching it. Yo, man, the, I'm telling y'all, 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 yo, I can't wait. 
to get back into um you know into I spend a couple hours every morning now you know just reading the word you know and uh, cuz now it's like you really do just have to make time for it and you know it's so entertaining and it's so you know informative and so knowledgeable you know I think and we all you know I'm not too proud to say that you know I have so I you know I counsel I you know do a number of different things obviously you know um and it it becomes easy you know to become negligent in actually reading the word. I'm not afraid to say that, and hopefully, you know, you guys aren't either because I think we can all relate, you know, but once you really make time, you you know, you will really be blessed, just period. You'll be blessed, but then you'll also just, you know, be informed, you know what I'm saying? You'll you'll, you'll be entertained, and, um, you know, there's so much stuff, you know, that, that, that can be found in the word and uh, that will make certain things clear to you. Um, but yeah, so that's that's uh, basically weaves, you know. That's tattoos. Um, actually, we didn't really talk about it too much. I mean, you know, I have a tattoo. You know, somebody may say, you know, wow, dude, I, I didn't know you had a tattoo. Isn't that kind of hypocritical? No, it's not hypocritical. That would be me going and saying, oh yeah, this weekend I'm going to go get another tattoo, or me praising and talking about how nice my tattoo is. That would be hypocritical. But you know, we've all made mistakes. You know, we've all lived and, you know, and if you've made mistakes and you've lived and you did certain things that you, you know, may not necessarily be proud of, then, you know, then so be it. And I have no problem with that, you know, and I think that a lot of men would even have more respect for you, you know, who said, you know, if you said, you know what, because well, have you ever noticed, ladies, real quick, that when a man first meets you, one of the very first things that he'll ask you is, do you have any tattoos? Y'all know, think about it. Have you, I'm, I know everybody can relate to that. Courtney, can you? I don't know how many times I've been asked that. Yes. <laughs> Listen, yes. the reason why that's being asked of you is specifically so he can determine how he should treat you. It's there are very there are certain questions that would just you know say right off the bat, okay, is she a freak, or I should say, am I going to treat her like a freak, or am I going to actually take her seriously? If you, you know, and and, and unfortunately, I don't want to lie to y'all. It's kind of like going on a job interview. If you show up with without a resume in hand, you know they say bring two copies of your resume. If you show up on a job interview without a copy of your resume, 90% of the time you're just not going to get the job. No matter how good you are, you're just not getting it. If you show up, you know, and you got multiple tattoos, 90% of the time he's going to look at you like, oh, okay, she's a freak. And I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to give you a false sense of security if you already have a tattoo. And it's like, well, Dad, you know, am I just out of luck? No, you're not out of luck, but you do need to know what it is. You do need to know how these men think. You need to know what's being said. And probably one of the the worst things you could do is 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 say, you know what, I'm going to show this thing off. Cause I'm not judging anybody. You have tattoos, and I know a lot of you do. I mean, cool, you do. I do too. But you don't see me. You won't know about it unless I tell you about it. And you don't see me going, oh yeah, let's go and rock a wife beat. In fact, my mom beat me over the head with a pot one day. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, what the heck? I, wore, I mean, not literally, but I mean, she tried to. You know, she like attack. I'm like, yo, what the heck, mom? Why are you attacking me? Like, I'm, I think I'm joking. But like, this actually happened. I went away to college, and you know, um, I was in the summer program. And so one that summer, my literally my first summer there, there was this tattoo guy, and everybody there, you know, they all went to get tattoos, and you know it was the, you know away from home. I'm like, oh, okay, eighteen, seventeen years old, whatever I was, let's go get a tattoo. Okay, what do you do? 
And so I go ahead and, you know, I did that. It's like I, so I came home one day and I forgot. I, I was chilling with my mom on like a break, you know, fall break, something like that. And I had on like a uh, a T-shirt, but because uh, like I was so diesel, like my muscles were bulging out of my shirt. My, no, I'm just playing with y'all. Now I'm saying like I had like a little like a little T-shirt on. <laughs> I'm messing with y'all. And uh, but my shirt, my sleeve kind of rolled up a little bit, and, and my mom was like, "What the hell is that?" And she like flew over the road. She like come, come what? And she like started beating me over my head. I'm like, yo, mom, what are you doing? She's like, what is that? I was like, no, nah, it's just a tattoo. She's like, what are you, man? She went off of me. I'm like, yo, chill. And she was just like, you know, but that's what I'm saying, you know. And my point is, and I, I think I remember the last time we talked about tattoos telling the same story, y'all have to really connect the dots, right? You really got to connect the dots because think about it. If that's how my mom reacted, and even now, I think she's probably forgot about it or, you know, it's not really in the front of her mind. But if I went over to the crib with, like, a wife beater on, she probably would try to beat me over the head still today, like, just because she sees it. And so imagine if you want to be accepted by that man, you have to be accepted by his mom. Because most men, unless your name is Usher, you're not going to go against your mom and just marry somebody that your mom hates. It's usually not going to happen. Okay, you know, unless your name is like Little Scrap, <clears throat> Little Scrappy, or somebody, or like you know some of these weirdos. But typically, these men respect their mom's opinion. And they're not going to go against their mom. So if if most if my I know my mom, if most moms like would look at that and be like, wow, that's a symbol of a lack of class or something. Why would you see what I'm saying? Why would you think that that would be a turn on? Why would you think that that would be acceptable if it's not acceptable to his mom? You know. Why would you expect him to accept you if his mom isn't going to accept you and that's going to be the person that he's going to have to ultimately bring you home to? So think about those things and think about, you know, what it is that you want. Think about, because I think a lot of women, unfortunately, and society has done a good job of, you know, instilling this in them. They've felt like, well, you know, there's no love out here, so I'm just going to do me. Whether that's sex, they, they, you know, they rise their uh, their sex number up. Women out here just having sex, and they date a guy. Oh, I'm talking to him. Oh, okay, boom. You know, sex with him. All right, talk to him for a couple months. Boom, sex with him. All right, that fizzles out. All right, I'll be single for eight months. Boom, sex with this guy. You know, ex boyfriend comes. With sex. So it's like you're just racking up the numbers, and it's like, what the heck? How many how many bodies do you have? Like you're just gonna keep having sex as if that doesn't. You know, like as if it doesn't matter, as if it won't affect anything. You're just going to keep getting tattoos. You're just going to keep the weave in your hair. Ironically, women, they most women have no idea what men look for in a wife. That's the problem. There's a false representation of what men, you know, they think that men want. And then when, you know, a lot of times when men actually try to tell them, it's met with resistance. It's like, well... Dang, I don't want to listen to that because that goes against everything that I've been taught or everything that I've, I think that I've known all these years. And then, so they do the opposite. Have you guys ever noticed the things that I talk about on the show, most women do the opposite? Have you noticed that, Courtney? Yes. Yes, I have. I say take the weave out. Women put the weave in. I say, hey, look, try paying for the you know the first date. Women say, oh, no, I ain't paying for nothing. I say keep your legs closed. Women are giving it up. I say put your breasts away, respect your body. Women out here walking around with tights, with you know, with thongs on, no, you know, uh, 
you know, high heels, you know, making it, you know, making their butt look extra big, trying to draw attention to them. I mean, these are things that men aren't, you know, nobody, you don't want to do the opposite. Just do what we say, follow the plan, and you will be found by the man that God has for you. Most people, I say, look, read your Bible. You know, I say Friday night, listen to the Dayton Tolbert show, get a, get into a good show on Netflix, you know, boom, you're straight, you know what I mean? You're good. You, but, you know, you go out with your girlfriends, getting drunk, you know, up, not only that, you're uploading the evidence onto your Facebook pages. A lot of women, oh, hold on, all right, I was feeling you up for the last couple hours, they don't, but what are you saying? You saying I can't go out with my girlfriends? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying for all of you listening now, look at your Facebook pages and ask yourself the question, does your pay, uh, your Facebook page uh, is it indicative of a, a wife, or when we look at it, are we going to see a whole bunch of party pictures, a whole bunch of traveling pictures, a whole bunch of freak pictures? Because that's the case, and, and you know more often than not. So, you know, a man is going to do a, a not just a once over; he's going to do an in depth analyzation of you know you and, and you know the type of lifestyle that it appears that you lead. Now, obviously, we're not going to know exactly who you are and what you do, but we're going to look at It's kind of like a job, you know. The employer doesn't know anything about you. The recruiter doesn't know who you are. That's why you send them the resume. They look at your resume. They probably will Google you, see what's going on. If they like what they see, then they'll bring you in for a second interview. Same thing with us. If we don't like what we see on Facebook, guess what? We're not taking you seriously, okay? Some of y'all... I know you. Some of you are very good women, but you got all your sorority pictures up there. You got your travel pictures up there. You got your Vegas pictures up there. You got your Miami pictures up there. You got your party pictures, your birthday party pictures up there. You know, it's just like, well, I I mean, is that, is that, you know, see, here's one thing that men don't do. We're not looking at the dates. We're not looking at the dates, ladies. A lot of women will say, hold on, that, that picture's from, you know, you know, 2007. Well, yeah, that's so that's cool, but nobody knows that. Most likely, that looks like it's that's how you are now. Have you ever noticed that, Courtney? You know me. I mean, you already know what your page looked like when I first met you, Courtney. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I at the time I wasn't able to connect the dots. Like, I thought I could still keep those kind of pictures up. Yeah, I had the party pictures, you know, all of that stuff, just um, that whole lifestyle. And um, I didn't think it was a big deal to still keep that up. Um, but you're right. Like, as, as you know, when what you said that men aren't looking at, you know, dates. They're not going to take the time to try to, you know, put two and two together because in their head you're still that same woman. And for the most right. time, that probably is the case, unfortunately. Right, 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 and that's that's the thing. A lot of times, women will try to, uh, you know, make it seem like they are, you know, oh, well, that was just two thousand. No, I mean, was it two thousand seven, or is that also two thousand fourteen? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that particular picture was from Vegas from a couple of years ago. But do you still take those types of trips and do the same things? A couple of years ago, Courtney and I did an all-time classic. Uh, advice Mondays, I remember like it was yesterday, where we talked about exotic vacations. We talked about the Vegas trips. We talked about the Miami trips. We talked about the, can, uh, the you know the Cancun vacations with your girlfriends, you know, 
where you ended up giving somebody the, the, you know what I'm saying? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in the Bahamas cruise stays on the cruise. Now, it doesn't stay there because you still got the soul tie. You know what I'm saying? You still got the soul tie. Yeah, nobody may know about it. Yeah, you may not see him anymore. But, so, you know what I'm saying? It happened. It's still a number. Remember this time a young woman, she was playing games. This may be too, uh, TMI, but it's never too TMI when you're on Keeping It Real Fridays on this show. I was just dealing with this young woman. We were having an intimate moment, and she was just playing games. This was the first night. This was like one of the most, uh, res- I shouldn't say respectable, but she was like a dime, certified dime. I mean, the fellas, talking to the fellas right now. I mean, just imagine the most beautiful woman you've ever seen, and there you go. And um, came over my crib, met her, came over to the crib, just just ridiculous. Like, you ever, like, fellas, you ever just meet, look at a woman, and she's so pretty, it's just like, you just be, you start blushing. You just, you know what I'm saying? You can't even control it. You're like, well, hey, you just gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? But so it was that type of thing. And she had the attitude to go along with it, though, unfortunately. And long story short, you know, had the wall up, you know, was playing the games, knew she looked good, you know, that whole thing. So we did the whole song and dance, you know, on my on the couch. And long story short, you know, fast forward about five hours, you know, got there like eight, you know, fast forward to like three in the morning, you know what I mean, long story short. You know, so uh, we were in an intimate moment, and, you know, so we were doing a little something, and she says, uh, no, no, all right, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, yo, what the heck are you talking about? No, 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 stop, I just, I don't, I can't do this. So she gets up, you know, and, and, and you know, that was that. I'm like, really? Yeah, she's like, no, I just, I just, you know, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. This is, I shouldn't be here. After five hours, mind you. Uh, and she says, well, and then, so we just, I'm like, all right, cool, so, I'm like, well, I'm about to go to sleep, she's like, all right, that's cool, I'm gonna go home in the morning, I'm gonna get some sleep, so we go to sleep, we wake up, she's like, you, you know we didn't do anything, right, I'm like, what, she's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know this doesn't count, right, like, we didn't do anything, I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, what, what makes you say that, just out of curiosity, like, she's like, well, because you didn't finish, like, we, I made you stop, so it doesn't count. I'm like, okay, you're an idiot. You're crazy. You're psycho. I need you to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, I didn't say that, but like, that's what was like. And I'll tell you. And here's the thing, ladies. This is I'm being honest with you. These are real stories, and I'm being 100 percent honest when I say this. As beautiful as she was, okay, and as from a physical perspective, I mean, just absolutely a gorgeous woman, but. Her attitude and the game playing, the level of immaturity and the emotional unavailability that she brought to the table really made her unattractive because, I mean, like, and I say that when I, like, and, and she still had that after-sex look. And Courtney and I have talked a number of times on this show about how ugly that makes you. A lot of women are saying, what do you, what do you mean by that, Dana? Well, I'm saying when you have sex with a man, ladies, you you realize the most beautiful women or a woman becomes ugly after fornication. Courtney, I know you. I mean, but hopefully y'all know that. But did you know that before this show, Courtney? No, not before this show. I didn't. Not at all. That, yeah, it's unfortunate because it, that's actually the case. And so you know, you really want to get to a point where you don't because. It, it's one thing because it's all about the chase. It's all about the allude. Like she was gorgeous, so it was like bam, bam. I got it. You know, get that, get that, get. That. But once you get it, 
and and it's uh, you know even in the, in spite of the fact that it was you know marred by the immaturity and this whole you know stop 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 i mean it was just like even it was just disgusting after that and so all i'm saying is ladies don't make yourselves disgusting don't make yourselves unattractive just because you are you know doing something that you know you're going to regret in the morning and every man has these stories a lot of people are saying like wow that's crazy i've never heard anything like that is as, as as true as the statement that is most likely for you guys understand that just about every man that you've dealt with ever has had a similar story of a woman who's played that same type of game with him and the level of frustration or I should say a lot of the the behaviors that have been adopted by men who are still in that single lifestyle have been influenced significantly by those types of experiences the lack of patience that he has with you in certain situations isn't because of you. It's because of the woman before you who is the equivalent of the woman I'm telling this story about who, to be honest with you, is still on my Facebook friends list to this day. All right. Now, let the search begin. <laughs> let the search begin. Who's he talking about? Let me scroll through his 10,000 friends and see if I can figure out who he's talking about. Who's the most prettiest girl on his page? Oh, yeah, that must be her. Yeah, probably not. But you see what I'm saying, guys? You know, but the, the, the crazy thing is there are psychos who will actually do that, that the search actually is beginning for certain people listening to the show right now. That's the craziest thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it is what it is. Um, whatever happened to the ladies, the ladies in the... Uh, <laughs> In the uh, I was disrespected <laughs> by Dana. <laughs> this, this, is that a real group? Yeah, I don't know. Group, I don't know. There's a. I've heard that it was true. There's like a supposed to be some type of secret group of women. I was disrespected by Dana. Like some type of secret group. They just sit in there and you know post and, and talk about you know they listen to the show so they can go back and talk about. It. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was true. That's things like an urban legend. But uh, you know, I would not, I would not be surprised, you know, to be honest, the exile of people from the friends group who go into these other groups and and talk about me and post subliminal messages. It's all, it's like even the dudes too. It's a bunch of psychos out here, man. You guys need to grow a set of balls, man. Freaking pansies out here. I should start name dropping these losers who 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 don't have the the you know what I'm saying the cojones to to you know inbox me and say, hey, look, they don. I didn't like this, but, you know, but I'm going to leave your group and then go into a group that you're in and talk about, you know what I'm saying, like just, just homosexuals. But, uh, you know, and the women, too, who do that type of stuff. It's just it's just immature, man. And since this is Keeping It Real Fridays, I'm going to go ahead and just, no, I'm just playing. I'm not going to say any names, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> say any names. But I think we all have an idea of who, who are some of the major offenders, you know, but... And and if it's a problem, that's why I say just you know email me directly or call me or reach out to me per don't you know what I'm saying don't talk about me don't post subliminals just you know hey Dayton this is how I feel about you that's all and I most likely will respond so it's not like it's you know that's but that's how I'm just a real guy you know what I mean and I think also too since it is Keeping Real Fridays I think that sometimes people feel like you know because you know, it's online because it's a, you know, this is Facebook, it's a, you know, it's the internet. People think, oh, I'll just say whatever. And, you know, no, but I mean, 
you know, Facebook, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's just Facebook. But for many people, Facebook is not just Facebook. It's it's an extension of real life, you know. And so I think that, you know, people should, one, not take their life. It's not about taking Facebook seriously, but I feel like people should not take themselves so seriously. People should not allow the opinions and the thoughts of others to affect them in such a way that they feel that, you know what I'm saying, that need. You know, like, for example, you'll see, you know, you know how it is, Courtney. Now, I want to do this assessment. We'll talk about these, uh, this pop, uh, emotional availability pop quiz in a minute. But, you know, you'll see people who, that's how you know spiritual warfare is real because you will see people in a Christian group, right? But they will feel some, they will feel that conviction. They will feel that uncomfortability. They'll leave that Christian group and go to a secular group and stay in the secular group where people are talking about sex. They're talking about cursing and all types of stuff. But because there's no God there, there's not a lot of conflict there. There's not a lot of conviction there, so there's no need to feel uncomfortable. Have you ever noticed that people will do that? They'll leave the Christian group but then go to, you know, a secular group and stay and even interact? Oh, yes. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing to me. And these will be self-proclaimed Christians, but you know, and, and which is always interesting, though. And shout out to the people who are listening, man. They're they're sweating right now. Arr, he's talking about <laughs> me. They're pissed off right now. They, they feel uncomfortable right now. They and there's nothing they and they're upset. There's nothing they can do about it like that. But just sit back and just be mad. And that's how you know when people don't have God in their lives. I said on my on my Facebook the other day. I said, you know what, you know. Just pray. Don't don't get mad at them back. Don't don't cuss them out. Don't feed into their negativity. But instead, just pray for them, because you know, anytime when somebody has that level of negativity and then that level of you know just anger inside of them, they they clearly don't have God in their lives. You know what I mean? Like that. When you can listen to a show or see someone else's you know opinion on an online form and, and take it to the point where you feel. Like uncomfortable, like that's that's an issue. That's an issue because I don't. I could read. I could see a post from Hitler himself. You know, the most racist person, the Grand Wizard of the KKK, could say, you know, I hate Dadon Tober. He's a jigaboon coon bastard. I'm like, okay, that's what's up. Uh, you, you know, what I'm saying, right, you have a good day. You know, or or someone make people have actually made YouTube videos about me. You know, actually taking the time to do that, and it's still. You know, brushes right off. And the reason why, because the word says, what does the Bible say, Courtney? It says that the Lord will fight for you. All you have to do is remain silent. One of my favorite scriptures of all time. Okay? And that's the case. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to respond. In fact, my mom even used to tell me that as a child, and something I've always struggled with. You know, she said, you don't really have to respond. Every Ironically, she said that I grew up hearing that every day, even as a child. And that's always been one of my issues. So even now, it's no surprise I feel the need to sometimes fight back. But I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm working on that, Courtney. And I feel like I've been doing better. I mean, have, have I? Have you noticed a change? Yes, you, you have gotten um, much better, much better. Right. Oh, what, do you, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, before, you know, you didn't really have the willpower at that point to back away. You know, you used to go toe-to-toe with people. But, um, yeah, I, I do see a difference. 
Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. So yeah, shout out to God and shout out to me and shout out to you for recognizing that and and you know, shout out to everybody. I think it, you know, to be honest, it's, it's really because my wife. Shout out to her if she's uh, listening because you know, a lot of times, even my daughter too. You know, when you become a father, you know, it does change you. You know, it does it, it you know, uh, softens you a little bit to a certain point. Where, where meaning this, the things that used to bother you, they just don't anymore. Like on my voicemail, I have like my my um, my caller. Now we call it my ringtone. Is my daughter laughing from when she was a baby? Like I would like I remember my wife and I. We you know I would tickle her, and like I recorded her laughing when she was like, you know, six seven months old. And, you know, and that's still been my ringtone for the last couple of years. So you know, it's just it, those types of things just you know brighten your day, and it's it's almost literally impossible. If you guys are parents, you know what I mean. It's almost impossible. To, to allow anything to to really get to you when you have God and when you have, you know, your children that you can just look at and, you know, and it just for me, for me at least, I, I have not a care in the world. You know what I mean? So that's just a blessing. But let's talk about, before we get out of here, I did, I did want to get over, go over the results of this, uh, this week's emotional availability pop quiz. As you guys, um, you know, heard over the last couple, uh, you know, last couple of weeks, you know, we've been, uh, you know, doing them on Facebook, you know, over in the friends group, and you guys have been talking about them, and then we've come back here on the show to uh, discuss them live, and um, so this one was, I posted one today, and this was an interesting one, it said, you've been talking to a man for almost a month, and he asks, when is a good time to hang out, because he wants to spend some quality time with you for the first time. He suggests going to see a movie and getting something to eat. How do you respond? Now, you know, I and I, I've this was even in reading it now. This was a little too easy. But although I did catch some people with a couple twists, but the the, the first twist for many people was, you know, fairly obvious because you know, which is which is good because it's not obvious to everybody, but it's definitely obvious to people who listen to the show and have done private counseling, and you know, so that, shout out to you guys. Uh, but I got to really dig deeper into my bag to, to, you know, to get you guys, which is good. Because um, a couple years ago, this would not have been, you know, most people did fail this one. Um, but, Courtney, what's the major issue here? That it's been a month before the first time he wants to see you, and then he's saying hanging out. By a month, you should already be in a relationship. So that leads me to think that you're being targeted for sex. Well, know that you're being targeted for sex. Yeah. What else? Well, yeah, so let me just talk about that for a second. A lot of times, you know, people don't really see that. A lot of women are confused about that. The main issue with that, if you're unfamiliar, if you're a newer listener, is that, you know, when you're dealing with a true man of God, what I call an elite man, you know, those types of men are going to be, you know, looking for a wife. You know, like actively looking. They're not they're gonna be in what we call the ready to settle down stage. And so if you're dealing with a true man of God in the ready to settle down stage, then and if you guys missed our special on the stages of you know, of men, which we may even have to do a you know, a two thousand and fourteen version of, but you know, it's it's pretty you know, obvious when he's, you know, done with the games, he's he's ready to settle down. So, it you know, especially if you're dealing with a man, you know, who's who's dated, who's been, 
you know, around the block a few times, he's, it's not going to take forever to know that he has a good woman on his hands. And so if he's dealing with you, he's been talking to you, 90% of the time he's going to want to make things exclusive with you, you know, right right around, you know, four weeks, three, four weeks, you know, because he's already, be, at least even as he's getting to know you, he's still going to want to get to know you exclusively. And and I'm not saying that's necessarily the best thing to do, but I'm saying that's what he's going to want to do. All right? And that's just, you know, because we are, as men, once we start having feelings for you, this is very important. We become territorial. We become, I'm not going to say possessive, because that's where you can be a little psycho, but you do, you do become territorial. You're going to become uh, inquisitive and even passionate about who you are spending your time with. I'm going to want to know who, you know, what are you doing? Who are you doing it with? You know, how are you spending your time? I'm going to want to know what's up. If if things are not adding up, I'm, you know, I'm going to want to, that's one that's going to be a red flag for me, but even before it gets to that point, I'm going to want you to be with me, period. That process is a very fast one. Understand that. So if you've only been talking to a man for, you know, for a month, and you haven't seen each other. He's never made that, you know, that uh, you know, had that desire or made it a point to to actually take you out, not to hang out, you know, not to chill, not to spend some quality time. All those things mean sex. I know that, right? If a man says, "Yo, so what's up? When are we going to hang out?" I, it's funny even just saying that in that moment, I flash back to, you know, 2002. Yo, dad, you know, what's up? When you going to let me see you? When you going to let me spend some time with you? When are we going to chill? You know, and then by 2005, it had changed to, oh, Dayton, are you too busy for me? When are you going to let me see you? How come you ain't got no time? When are we going to spend some quality time? I mean, I'm just saying that's how it used to be. I mean, Courtney, have you ever said that to a man? You ever asked a man, you know, when are we going to spend some time together? Yes. I, I I did. I've done that before. And you know what he did? He blew me off and made up all types of excuses. Oh, I just I've been working a lot. I yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get to you, you know, when I can. <laughs> right, right. That's what I used to do. I was a conceited bastard back in the day. You know, one of my line names when I was online was Casanova. Man, like they, I used to literally just play with these women's emotions. Not not even play with their emotions, but you know, in the literal sense of the word, but almost be so standoffish, well, I shouldn't say standoffish, but evasive. It would almost get them to the point of, you know, literally fiending, like, dang, you know, I really want to, you know, see this guy. I mean, they used to, like, go be going crazy. So it's like when you gave them just a little bit of, a, you know, a bone, you know, it was like they jumped all over it. Like, oh, man, it's my opportunity. And obviously, you know, and, and I'll tell you, and this is for the fellas, most men know, or I shouldn't say most men, but, you know, true players know, I'm talking about the true OG players know, that the way that you get any woman that you want, and this is exclusive information. I'm not even sure I should say this, but, I mean, it's exclusive information for people who are in that lifestyle. If if you want to get any woman you want, the way that you do that is not by chasing after certain women. It's so that it's because you're able to have multiple women to the point where mentally, because it's all mental, it's all 
like it's a spiritual thing, you know, but from a different perspective. You know what I mean? It's like when a woman can look into a man's eye and genuinely see, not trying to fake nothing, but I'm talking about genuinely be able to see that that man really doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, And women, y'all know, y'all will look for it. You will look to see if you see that, oh, is he pressed or is he not pressed? But when you can look into that man's eyes and he's like, look, what's up? I mean, you, we're going to chill or what? Or you going to give me your number or what? Like, and you can genuinely tell he really doesn't care one way or the other. Like, it is what it is. 90% of the time, you're going to give him that number. You're going to, you know, chill with him because I don't know if it's a power thing, if it's like, a, you know, a control thing. But a lot of times women, for many different reasons that we won't go into right now, you know, they, they long for that control. They long for that power. They long to have the upper hand. But when they feel like, but when they, feel like they have it, then they really don't want the guy. They try to, you know what I'm saying, they, they, don't, they search for someone else. They want to be dominated. A lot of women want to be controlled they, because it goes back to those daddy issues. They never had the father to control them and tell them what to do. I had to tell my daughter, I said, no, Aubrey, no, don't do that. You know, yeah, she cried, but at the same time, that's what she needs. I said, come here. She, okay, so she come over. You know what I'm saying? That's what these kids want. They need that. So when you don't have that, you grow up seeking that. But when you get it, you really don't want it because you don't want a man to be your father. You just want that. You see what I'm saying? And so when a man is able to have that over you, a lot of women are drawn to it. You know, you look at movies like Baby Boy. You know, she loved being gripped up by Jody, being ravaged. You look at DMX and Belly. The, you know, Tarot Hicks, she loved being dominated and, you know, you know, you know, consumed by him, you know, in that scene. These women love that. I mean, keep it real. A lot of women can act like, oh, no, no, I don't want that. But a lot of times, especially when you didn't grow up with a father, you act, that's why so many women date the thugs, date the bad boys, you know, because that's what they want. That's what they never had. You look at women like the game, you know, Tiffany uh, Cambridge in the game. We did a show on it. You know, she, she told me, oh, he broke her eye socket, he gripped her up. Cussed her out on the show. I mean, but look how long she's been with him. Look at Jim Jones. You know, chick was with her for, you know, 10 years. A lot of times these women, they stay in these situations because deep down that's what they want. So the players have, no, have known, have come to the point where we know what it is. We know how to get these women. The way that you get a woman is by having 10 different women so that when that woman meets you, you don't have to be pressed. You don't have to be. You don't have to be like, wow. You know what? I gotta have her. Like a lot of these losers on Facebook, for example. Y'all are able to just kind of flee them off, brush them off, because you know that they're pressed. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know how y'all treat these men in the club when they chase you around, and these men who are dying to take you out. Y'all don't like that. But when, but you are drawn to the players. You're drawn to the men who have all the other women. You and then you wonder why. He still cheats on you. He plays you. Well, you that's what you wanted. You wanted the player, right? I mean, am I lying, Courtney? No. No, a lot of women, they that's what they want. They don't know that they, they, they um, deserve better. So. Right, right. And a lot of times women have developed a false sense of, um, a false sense of greatness. You know, a lot of times women will say, oh, well, he's a great man. He has everything that I want. I said, well, what did he have? I was speaking to a young woman today on a counseling session. I said, well, what qualities did he have that made you want to spend the rest of your life with him? 
She said, well, he was loyal, he was honest, he was a hard worker, he had a daughter, he was a great father. I said, right, so where are the great qualities at? She's like, what do you mean? I just told you. I said, no, you didn't. You didn't tell me not one great quality. I said, being a great father, that's not a great quality. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, being a hard worker, what, you supposed to be lazy? Okay, he has a job. What do he do? He's financially stable. Okay, great. A lot of people are financially stable, but they're not great men. No, he's loyal. He's honest. Okay, he's honest. So what does that mean? He's not a liar. He's not a lying bastard. He's not a cheater. He's not a deadbeat. Okay. These things don't mean that they're great men. All it means is they're not bastards. If you guys missed our special on how to avoid dealing with a jive turkey, our Thanksgiving special, check that out. If you missed our special on how to avoid dealing with a low-down, dirty bastard, check out our special. Check out the archives. You know, these are all things that you need to be aware of. One of the things that I did not hear her say was how to, uh, excuse me, as far as what she looked for, she said everything but how he actually treated her. She didn't say not one thing about that man and how he treated her. It was everything about what was on his uh, professional, you know, uh, his, his educational, you know, all that stuff. But none of it said anything about what he did for her, how he made her feel. Is there anything you can relate to? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I remember giving those answers. It's all about it's just almost the same answer verbatim. <laughs> yeah, he has a job, and yes, he takes care of his child, and blah, blah, blah. And it, it was never about how he treated me because there was nothing good about that. Right. Nothing good whatsoever. Nothing good whatsoever. Um, so so there's the first part of that question. So obviously, you know, it's it was like a trick question because if you've been talking to a man for a month, then um, you know, clearly he's not taking you seriously and just juggling his time, you know, with multiple women. <clears throat> now interesting this this the real the second part of this was that you know, a lot of women had, and this was kind of unexpected because I didn't expect this to be an issue, but many women had expressed a an issue with the first date being a movie, which I found to be interesting. Uh, why did you, in fact, one woman even said going to the movies for a first date is a horrible suggestion. How do you feel about that? Do you agree with that? Is that a horrible first date? No, I don't think it is. I, I don't, but but I can see why. Some women would think that it would be. Why do you think so many women would think that or some women would think that? Because, honestly, um, a lot of, or I shouldn't say a lot, but some women, they want the first date to be something grand. They want to be wined and dined. And so if that's not happening, it's just they're looking at the man as if he's being cheap. Because, you know, he's not spending a lot of money on me, and we're watching a movie. He's not trying to get to know me, so he must not like me. I think a lot of women equate that. So it's it's two things. He's not spending enough money, and he must not care about me. But that's not always the case. Like, just because you see a movie on the first date does not mean that that man is not trying to get to know you. There, I mean, could potentially be future dates, and they're not going to all be movies. So that's what I think. That's an excellent way to uh, look at it. <clears throat> what here's the thing: when you look at, see, here, we can look at it from a couple of different perspectives. On one hand, 
you know, it, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but ladies, when you're dealing with a true man of God, which is a very special thing, most women are used to dealing with men who are not that true man of God, who are not, they don't have a nice personality, they don't, aren't talkative, but most importantly, they're not feeling them. They're only targeting them for sex. So what a lot of women are used to is going to movie dates where it's, it's awkward, you know, it's uncomfortable, it's impersonal, and you're just sitting there in silence with someone who really doesn't want to be there at all. In fact, he'd rather just be in your bedroom having sex with you. That's why one of the reasons <clears throat> why it's, you know, it's not uh, being viewed as an ideal first date because you can't talk. You can't really, well, I mean, but really, I mean, when you, and some of y'all probably know, or maybe you don't know because you haven't experienced it, but for those who do, when a man is is truly into you, and when you're into a man, you know you can have a really great movie date. You know, I mean, seriously, you know, some of the best first dates, you know, can be in a movie. It's like you're cuddled up, you don't even know each other, but you just feel so comfortable being in each other's personal space. And I'm not talking about trying to grope you. I'm not trying to get a feel. I'm not trying to be all freaky. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about actually just, you know, liking you and, and, and being on one accord with you and wanting to build something with you, those, you know, that's a special date. You know, you who needs to talk when you have that unspoken affection, that genuine affection, that affection that's going to lead to hours of uh, phone conversation and things like that. You know, if you haven't experienced that, usually that's the, you know, the, the, that's indicative of those types of responses where you're not really feeling those you know those you know movie dates as first dates, but so there's that aspect of it. You can, I mean, trust me, you can have a great first date at the movie. But aside from that, you know, ladies, here's the thing: you always have to realize when we talked the other week, last week, about the importance of differentiating yourselves. When when it's a, it's it's apparent that unfortunately in today's society, most women are you know who we run into are often gold diggers or, or you know, not serious um, or, or, you know, in a situation where they're just trying to see what we can do for them. So if if I know, like, all right, I want to go see Captain America this weekend. Like, that, I just want to go see it. But I'm not the type of person that likes to go to the movies by myself. Let's just say hypothetically. All right, now, you know, I met you maybe two weeks prior or a week prior or, you know, whenever – and, you know, I just want to get to see you. And it's like, yo, so, you know, I'd like to take you out sometime. Like, okay, what do you want to do? Well, I'm like, well, that, you know, first thing that comes to mind, I'm like, wow, I know that the Captain America movie just came out. I'm actually trying to go see that. Oh, I mean, are you into that? Or, you know, oh, okay, well, I mean, you know, yeah, I might want to see it. But, you know, would you go? And I just thought of my next uh, my next uh, pop quiz. I might even do it tonight. It's going to be a good one. I'm definitely going to get a whole bunch of people. But, uh, if you see what I'm saying, like it's not about you, ladies. That's what I think a lot of women have been taught. They feel like it's the man's job to impress them. We have to wine and dine you. Those days are over. It's not about that. It's about you showing us why we should choose you. The Bible says, "He who finds a wife finds a good thing." Okay, yeah, that's true. But are you a good thing? And if so, show me. Right? Why are you a good thing? What about the Bible says you fit that definition? 
or I should say, what about you, shows that you fit that the biblical definition of that good thing that the word speaks of. Because most women say, oh, yeah, you got to earn me, as Olivia Pope would say. No, 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 I didn't got to earn nothing. You got to show me why you want my last name. You got to show me why you want this ring. You know, you got to show me why you want to be taken seriously as opposed to be targeted for sex. And a lot of women haven't grasped that yet. They they think for whatever reason that what's between their legs is is what these men have to work for. But guess what, ladies? These men have already had what's between your legs a hundredfold, tenfold. It's not a big deal. Were you ever one of those women, Courtney, from back in the day that felt like she had to, you know, make men work for her? Yes. Were you a psycho? Were you a psycho? Yes, I was. (laughs) Yes, I was. I can admit that. It is what it is. But, yeah, you know, I used to, um, you know, try to make men jump through hoops. Um, A lot of times I would pretend that I wasn't really interested in a guy, even though I was, just to see if he would chase me. And um, do things like that. So yeah, and then but then wonder why things didn't work out, or wonder why I got played, or why I was being targeted for sex. Yeah, and, and that's really all it is, is is understanding what we want, understanding what we look for, and then understanding you know how you want to be viewed. Because you can now, and I you know I always tell you guys, you guys have probably heard it so many times by now, but you really just have to do some self reflection. You have to do some self-reflection on what is right and how it should be versus what you want and how it's going to be. Because often those two things will differ greatly. You know, you can say, well, I was raised that a man should do X, Y, and Z, and if X, Y, and Z doesn't happen, then I'm not going to deal with him. Like, but, you know, from a law of averages, from you know, looking at statistics, I mean, it, it's just not logical to to look at the ratio of you know women to men and still feel like these men have to chase you and have to do x y and z to prove anything for that matter that's like the recruiter feeling like he has to or he or she has to go out of their way to impress the applicant that's just not logical especially when you already have 20 interviews lined up in one day that's just not logical you know it's the onus is on the applicant to impress the recruiter because they want that job. Ladies, you have to show yourselves that you're that good thing that the Bible says a man will say, wow, thank you, God, I have achieved your favor in finding this woman. The Bible specifically says, you know, uh, uh, you know, her, her worth is, is worth far more than rubies. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Like these are things that the word actually says. You know, charm is deceptive, beauty is, you know, these are all things that the word confirms. You know, flirting is, you know, whatever. You know, beauty is irrelevant. But a woman who loves Jesus Christ, a woman who has a humble spirit, a woman who shows herself to be worthy, those are the women worthy of being praised. Are you, the question is, are you worthy of being praised or are you worthy of being Talked about in the barbershop. Let that marinate, guys. That's a status. That's a status right there, Courtney. You're right. That's a status. If you can't figure out why you're single, ask yourselves right now. 
Are you worthy of being praised by God? You know what I'm saying? Or men being like gathered around your cell phone and being like, damn, she got a fat. You know what I'm saying? You know, seriously. Because it's, it's either one of the two. Either you're going to be talked about in the shop or he's going to be with you and just keep it. Like while everybody else is telling their stories, just keep your pictures or your, you know what I'm saying, your information that he has about you to himself and smile secretly to himself. <clears throat> or does he say, oh, oh, what's the, okay. Yeah, I see what you're working with over there. I see you got a little picture. Okay, you, oh, she sent you that? Okay, cool. What's her name on Facebook? Yeah, I'm going to look her up. Boom. All right, but hold on. I got something that might impress you too. But hold up. I got somebody that will top that. Look at this. Somebody else that brand new. He didn't even get his cut yet. He's just in the all the way in the back. Oh, 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 y'all show, oh, y'all showing pictures? Oh, hold up. Hold up. Check this out. Bam. Like, oh, like somebody that blows everybody <laughs> out the water. Somebody else comes in brand new. Doesn't, oh, oh what y'all talking about? Oh, what y'all comparing? Oh, hold on. Oh, okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go into my secret folder in the Gmail for Hold on. Let me pull it up. Five minutes later, he comes back. Bam. Oh, and the whole shop goes crazy. <laughs> and then it becomes a competition. And, and now, next thing you know, every man in the shop is pulling out cell phone porn. Oh, do y'all showing pictures? Oh, forget that. I got the DVD right here. Hold on. You got a DVD player? Bam. You see what I'm saying? And, and then the next thing you know, you on the big screen in the barber shop. Remember, remember, paid in full. Y'all ever see paid in full? With Cameron was showing the tape to everybody, doing the Dougie. Y'all remember that? You saw paid in full, right? Uh, uh-uh, uh, I haven't seen that. What the heck? <laughs> you know that's a classic. No. That's like all-time classic, right? Apparently so, but I haven't seen it. Oh, you need to watch that tonight, man. What you doing, yo? If y'all haven't seen paid in full, watch paid in full. That's like a classic movie, but. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, you know, y'all, you don't know what I'm saying, Courtney. But you, but if y'all saw, y'all saw everybody was huddled around. He's he was actually, you know, watching the tape. He's smashing it from the back, and he's like imitating himself smashing it from the back while everybody's watching the tape of him smashing it from the back. So it's crazy, but you know what I'm talking about if you saw it. So don't be that woman, and 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 you will be if you're sending these pictures, if you're allowing yourself to be taped, or if you're putting yourself in a position where you're not being taken seriously, because remember, if you're not being viewed as a wife, you're being viewed how, Courtney? As a hoe. Right. Right. That's it, guys. It's time to get up out of here, man. Y'all, y'all got the raps tonight, man. Y'all just talking to say, no, I'm messing with y'all. No, I'm gonna stop. Uh, we're, no, but seriously though, obviously, as you can see, we're you know overall we've been talking about beauty. You know, society's definition of beauty, the entertainment industry's definition of beauty, the black community's definition of beauty, and and, and true men of God's definition of beauty. And so hopefully you guys don't get the two confused. You understand that classiness is sexiness, and um, outside of that there is nothing. You know, you have nothing if not not class. Um, And so, um, you know, that's what it is. Courtney, any last thoughts, comments, words of wisdom? Yeah, what I'll say is, you know, to the ladies, appreciate and embrace your natural beauty. It's so beautiful just to just to present yourself as, you know, the person that, that God made you to be, you know, not someone that you're pretending to be, 
you know, you don't have to pretend to be someone else. Be yourself and truly love yourself because when you love yourself, that is going to shine through and other people will see you only the way that you see yourself. There you go. Guys, if you guys need any type of advice, counseling, um, definitely reach out to myself, to Courtney, to Oshel, you know, from three different perspectives. We're all killing it, all able to change your life, you know, help you get what you, you know, where you want to be and what you want out of life. So uh, info at trctoday.com or 855-55-DAYDON. Uh, I just posted the link for my uh, my novel that, you know, many of you have read. I thank you for the support. If for whatever reason you haven't purchased it, you'll love it. You'll read it in one night. Get it, the love we had on Kindle, Amazon, all that good stuff. And, um, you know, that's it, man. You guys looking for cars, you know, TRC Auto. Like our fan page. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, as I mentioned earlier in the show. Brand new Ask Daydon Advice uh, video blogs are coming in 2014. Subscribe now, spread the word, share the page, and um, and thank you for your support, guys. We're out of here. I'll see you all tomorrow night. Here's a little Whitney Houston. I'll see you all next time. Peace. If I should stay, I would only be in your way so I'll go but I know I'll think of you every step of the way and I
of all you dreamed of. 